Welcome to the Duke It Out podcast. We got my friend here, Jala. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You're good. You're like good. Don't worry. You're but good. We are recording our third podcast, and we failed when it was uh, like back when it two? was back yeah. when it was the Dream Tour. My phone failed. The camera field failed. Files lost. It yeah. was it was a mess. But we're finally good. back and getting it with all the new equipment and whatnot. Oh yeah, dude. How you doing, man? Bro, I'm excited to be here. It's great. It's always a good time. Yeah, dude, it's I'm excited to have you back, man. It's it was we had we had two killer podcasts. We had two amazing podcasts. that no one will get to see. <laughs> That's so I'll, sad. I'll probably so we actually just got the um, audio. The audio. Yeah, we just recovered the audio. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'll probably use some of that for some content stuff like that. My YouTube's coming soon. Um, I don't mean to like no, bombard you with plugs and no. shit right now, but um, Dude, that's yeah. that's the whole thing about the podcast. Like, it's like I'm bringing people on, so people like grow as that a, are grow as a community. Yeah, yeah it's, grow together. Like, it's people trying to get to know you. Yeah, and like just like I had a bunch of comedians on to start this show, yeah. and it's it's nice to have, have an entrepreneur on now because. You know, I've been it's talking right. comedy a lot. Yeah. I love talking shop with the comedians. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. But no, it's I nice to get different different personalities and different like when people are doing different things. I think that's what makes a show interesting. Like like this style of show is because you get a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it gets a lot more yeah. interesting because then you can you know bring in a lot of different people. A lot of people do, people get interested. Yeah. introduce a lot of people to a lot of people who wouldn't have seen them before. Yeah, like at the stuff be- like that. At the beginning of the show, I did um some comedians that were. Like, um, me and Blake and me and Waleed were, like, joke, 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 joke. And then me and Cam, that would be last week from this podcast, when this podcast comes out, me and Cam, who you just met, um, was, it was a lot of car talk. We we got into, like, 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 just, like, there was some, there was some, like, yeah, we have punches and little jokes thrown in there, because we're we're, we're comedians. We're going to say stuff that you aren't supposed to say randomly. (laughs) But... We had a lot of actual like talk about what he's interested in and what he's doing, and so it got so it got so entertaining. Yeah, dude, that's a cool thing. It's like you get to the cool thing about conversations like these is when you're a part of them, they help you learn about the other person. Yeah, but it also teaches you a lot about yourself. Yeah, I think we talked touched on that a little bit last time. Last time, yeah, we we learned a lot about ourselves throughout the podcast process. Because then, like something you say might trigger some thought in my head, and something I say might trigger some thought in your head, and you never know; those thoughts can lead to action, Mm -hmm. hopefully, and then after that, it might lead to something really big, really cool. Like, I, I. I'm willing to bet that your idea for the podcast came from a conversation from someone eventually, like exactly, at some point, you know, exactly. and you're like, oh shit, this might be pretty dope. Or maybe a podcast that you heard and you're like, yo, maybe I could like take my own spin on this. Exactly. You know, so it's like conversations like these that really help you just move forward and like, you know, try new things, go, and that's go why experience uh, things you normally wouldn't, you know? Yeah. And that's why I've rebranded it to the Duke It Out podcast yeah. because the Dream Tour podcast, I love the Dream Tour podcast. Yeah. It was a blast, but, um. My mindset for like it started off as very motivational, very yeah. um, very talking about dreams a lot, and it ended as, as towards the thirty episodes in that we got to it, the end of it got a lot of got a lot more comical, a lot more yeah. free form, a yeah. lot more just about the individuals on the show, and so I've changed it to something just named after me, and it's just the show where I talk to people, yeah. and so and, it and can that's be whatever normal. I want it to be. Yeah, that's that's good. So like you you don't want to have like you don't want to 
conform yourself to one like direction that mm-hmm. you want to go in unless that's it's your like, niche that you really yeah love. yeah 100 percent, yeah but if it like sprays if it like spreads off naturally mm-hmm. that's great like if it's something if it's if something else is coming out of it as opposed to what you originally intended that's awesome yeah you know Ch- which is good for like a rebrand that's that's a good idea yeah, you I don't want to even though not much has changed in like the what i was doing at the end of that show yeah. to this show not that much has changed yeah it's so different from the beginning of that show yeah. that I felt like it needed a new name. Yeah, no, 100%. It's like it's just reassessing what your goals and dreams are yeah. for, for the podcast. And and that's something you should do in everything, not just the podcast and all that. But we'll, we'll get into that for sure. But um, no, 100%, sometimes your, your vision for something changes and you either adapt to it or just bring it back on the right track. But I think in this case, adapting to the change is the best yeah. Way to go. Speaking of visions for stuff, we were just talking about this right before we went on the on the camera here. Um, you are thinking about starting a podcast here yeah. pretty soon, and we were just kind of talking about what your vision is for that. And yeah. So we stopped ourselves because we figured that we were like that's something yeah. we want to yeah, put yeah, on camera. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 talk about what you're thinking about going your which way you're thinking about going with your podcast here. Um. So let me start from the beginning. Um. I'm moving into a spot over in Brunswick. Yeah. Um. This summer, so in like. Four months ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, and my buddy, who I'm moving in with, he's like he day trades. He's like really smart when oh, it comes nice. to stocks and stuff like that. Similar mindset to me, like yo, let's make shit happen. Like let's keep it rolling. So, moving out for me, it's not like I'm moving out just to like have the freedom or whatever. It's like no, it's actually like the exact opposite. Like I want to move out, so I'm like a hundred percent dialed in. So you only have. You don't have that's that's the thing about like why I want to move out here is it limits distractions. The only thing yeah, I don't have to if I if I don't put distractions where I'm living next, there's nothing exactly. to do but the things that I find productive. Exactly. And, and Brunswick to me is like 20 25 minutes away from where I live currently. So like dude, that's perfect. It's like far away to distance myself from distractions, but not too far to the point where I'm completely split off. Mm-hmm. Right? Um so I don't have to like start anew and like okay, now uh, it's a weekend and I'm sitting bored as fuck in my house, you know. But, like, I'm able to dial in because there's nothing immediately around me to pull me yeah. in And if in you're moving with someone like that who's also yeah. driven, it's also exactly. great yeah. to surround so yourself. That's the thing, that. too. So it's cool. So, like, I explained the spot to you. It's cool. Fenced-in backyard with a pool and, like, basements ready to be made into a man cave. TVs, entertainment systems everywhere. It's cool, like, layout. Um, and I'm actually – this is something I didn't say to you off camera, but um, I want to eventually – do like a mastermind type thing for young for younger people. I don't know if you know yeah, what a mastermind yeah, that's, is. They're the classes, right? Not not no. not necessarily like classes. More so like the networking side of mm. of masterminds. Okay. So, so shout out to Legacy Family. <laughs> this is a, a mastermind that uh, my brother's a part of, and they're all top notch individuals. Like they're yeah. killing it in their field, mostly real estate, but it's like a business general um, mastermind. And basically, they have calls like throughout the year. Three times out of the year, they go on like cool trips. Like yeah. they, like one time we were in Key West, Florida. That's cool. We were in Austin, Texas, which was a great time. Uh, we're going to uh, Vegas next week or next month. Do sorry. Like Austin. Uh, Austin's a great time. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's I love that city. Um, Texas in general has 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 uh, special place. Yeah, a special place in my heart. But anyway, so like they come together. Like, during the day, from, like, 8 a.m. to, like, 6 p.m., it's, like, hustle. Like, how can we, you know, move forward? How can we, like, grind it out? What's the best, like, plan of approach to whatever goal we have? Mm -hmm. And, like, they're all dialed in, like, 100%. Like, 
Yeah. And and the fact that you have like a hundred people working together on like to help you individually with your business and stuff like that, it's like mind blowing. And everyone's top notch. Everyone's like proving themselves. Like there's a requirement in there. You or your business has to be making seven figures a year. Like if you don't have, that's one of the requirements. Wow. There are others, but like if you don't have that, you're not even considered. I don't care how much money you and put so in there. You're you're considering building one of those for people who are young, the younger the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which would, yeah, which would be really cool because then imagine like you have this podcast or another business that you're working on and you just can't, you have like a barrier that you're struggling to break through. Mm-hmm. Then you have all of a sudden say like all 20 to 50 people that you meet up with several times a year that you could come and like tell them your problems, what you're running into and maybe they've run into similar pop- problems and they can help you break through that barrier. Yeah, dude. And even if you, like, even if that starts around here and you start local and it's, it's Akron Cleveland people yeah. and you can't get a Vegas trip together because not everyone's pulling in seven yeah. figures. You could go to Clay's Park and yeah. have a blast. Yeah, something like, cool like that. Maybe go out to like Edgewater or something. Yeah. Take some boats out, yeah, jet skis, exactly. stuff like that. You know, cool shit. There's so, stuff around here that you that, could do yeah, for, dude, to have those like bonding thing. experiences. Yeah, and stuff and get, it's it's get dope because you you get to just connect, network with people, find who you like, who you don't really connect with, but yeah. like you know you respect their hustle or whatever it might be. That's my favorite part of like my favorite part of business is the network networking. Part. That's dude. how I ended up. Here, I'm this t- is literally yeah. this is literally long form listen, networking with an listen, individual. <laughs> let me tell you this, I everything I've accomplished I can I can attribute to networking. Like, like it's it's. I just love meeting people. It's so it's underrated. So it's like w- when you break it down, it's so simple, but it's something people don't really think of. Like, so like uh, fucking Jordan Peterson yes. explains this very well. He's he's like the way he talks, man. Yeah, he's saying like, okay, so in your lifetime, you will influence roughly. 1,000 people, right? And those people will roughly to in, uh, roughly influence 1,000 people each. Mm-hmm. So you're two people away from like a million or a billion people or whatever it is, yeah. which is like, right? But like, yeah, but it's like, it's so simple. Like, it's just connect with people, talk to people. Like, I'm a, a lot of people say I'm very like extroverted. I'm very like people person or whatever. I'm a... I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. If that makes yes, sense. Yes, I you completely know, understand. Like I, you. I value my alone time. I think it's very um, mentally uh, uh, beneficial what, to me. I think it's it's very healthy to be alone and like understand your thoughts and when I'm in why my tough, certain things. toughest mental blocks or something's going on and I'm stressed about life. I got bills are stacking up and I spent too much money on this and yeah. I need to. I need to reorganize and get stuff together and make sure I'm doing it right. That's when I strive to spend some time alone, take a long drive away from everything. Yeah. Figure figure stuff. I figure stuff out best when I just spend some time with me. Yeah. Because then but, you you're you're like the only person you're talking to is yourself. Mm-hmm. You're having that mental conversation with yourself. You're like, okay, I have this problem, and you're just sitting there. And like one side of you is like, fuck, we have this problem, like stressing out, and then the other side of you is like, all right, dude, like, how can we? fix this so it's just having that mental conversation like okay the negative side is bringing up all these problems and your positive side is just bringing up the solutions yeah so that way you're covered on all bases right like if you're if you're just if everything plays as it would like normal mm-hmm. you know because the worst case scenario is most of the time not the scenario that's going to end up playing out yeah so the worst case scenario is coming from your negative side and if you're able to prepare for that with your positive side the providing the solutions 
even if everything goes to shit, you'll be fine because you've had that mental conversation. You already know your game plan. I feel like it's very under. Um, I feel like it's not talked about that people like you have this internal dialogue that is. Oh, dude. It's this battle between your negative, your most, the worst thing that you think could happen, and yeah. the, your best solution to that problem. And I feel like if everyone talked about the fact that that is going on with everyone, yeah. No, no person is out here just skating. They like yes, people look like they're out. There's people who are very successful, and you might look at them and go, "This dude has it so easy. He's got it all together." He does not. He's going through the same mental thing that you're yeah. going through, but his problems are just different. Like it's, dude. Like so, that's one thing. Is like even people that seem like they have it like on lock don't. Nobody has it on lock. They one hundred percent. They have imposter syndrome when you yeah. when you get big like that. Not necessarily. Sometimes it's like your perception of them is just false. Yeah, you know. But like that's something they deal. Like people who make it very big deal with it. Get, actually gets your mental state. That's why celebrities it deteriorates. Yeah, yeah. Your you mental go state, crazy. Yeah. Your mental state is harmed by the fact that you're this person that everybody knows, and inside you still feel like the person you were before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, did I, dude? Do I deserve to be known by everyone? Yeah. So like. Dude, so so even so, let me put my uh, personal experience into the conversation. Is like, I have some friends, some of my, my younger friends. Like, I drive a sports car. Like, you know, I don't really check my bank account when I go spend money. Like, I'm yeah. cool. Like, I'm financially stable, right? But um, some they think of me as like the rich friend or like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't. I we grew up poor, or whatever. I'm still not like rich at all. My no, enemy, no, no. I am far from it. At this age, it's um, pretty. It's pretty. To be rich by worldly standards at this age, you can be well off for your age or yeah. financially stable yeah. when most of your friends are not. Yeah. Like people people our age tend to be financially struggling. This is a yeah. period of our lives. Yeah. But And yeah. like but that's the thing, like so, so they see me and they're like, dude, you got it all together. I'm like, bro, no. I sit in my I sit in my fucking basement several days a week and just sit down, stress about some shit and try to figure out how I'm gonna go on for the next several years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, try to plan forward, and I got to make shit happen. I can't just, like, yeah, I'm good right now, Mm -hmm. but, like, this, what I have right now is not going to fly six months from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to work. So I got to make sure I'll be fine six months from now, and then, you know, forward and forward. So I got to always keep growing. And I, I, like, dude, legit, there's sometimes where I have, like, ten bucks in my fucking bank account. I, like, that's another thing. It's like, I. A lot of people go through that. Dude, and, and it's, I probably have ten bucks right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So like, it's not like, it, it it's it's something that's underrated. So like, for me personally, I I can't be satisfied. Like I I can't allow myself to be satisfied because there's mm-hmm. when you're satisfied, you hit a plateau. Yeah, exactly. Right, because there's no growth after that. You're just satisfied. You're staying in the same place, which that's not a way to live. It's yeah. I I would never want to live that way. So for me. Sometimes, like, say say I'm in the gym and I see myself, like, making some progress. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, I, I self-sabotage, dude. Yep, I yep, go on Instagram. Yep. I look at all these dudes that are big and shredded. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking nothing. <laughs> like, yep. I'm a little piece of shit, right? Or, like, or like if I feel good financially, I'm like, dude, I just got a shit ton of money. Like, I'm, you know, I'm fucking balling, right? Mm-hmm. I go, I kid you not, I, like, put enough away for spending and like legit sometimes i just go buy dinner for people spend money on people like give money away to have almost fucking nothing and like feel that struggle and i'm like all right dude like i gotta i'm broke like i gotta fucking make shit happen. yeah you know so i literally experiences yeah i self that's the one thing is like people are too concerned with like don't don't miss out on life because you feel 
feel like you're not like you you can't spend that money but also like i mean yes you have to be smart with your yeah money, but also don't miss out on life never miss no 100 yeah so like for me it's so money's always been an issue right mm-hmm. coming from a third world country and you know growing up in shitty areas of cleveland yeah and all that there was a lot of stuff that like i remember growing up is like we couldn't experience because we didn't have money and what like dug deep the most wasn't like me it was more so like seeing how it affected like my family like oh i'd be at the store and then like i'm a kid and like i want a toy or something Mm -hmm. and my mom's like no and then i overhear her talking to like my dad why we can't do that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because we don't have the money we don't have you know whatever it might be and it wasn't like i didn't give a shit about the toy like it was Mm -hmm. whatever i would play with it for 15 minutes and then forget about it but like seeing my parents upset because they can't provide that for me is what like really dug deep so i'm like all right like after a while, once I started, like, making money and, like, whatever, getting into, like, the entrepreneurial side of things, I was like, all right, I'm not doing this for me. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I don't, I don't care. Dude, like, I could, I give me my laptop and, like, a car that runs and I'll be fine forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't give a shit. So here, I got two questions for you. Um, first one is, um, you were talking about sitting, like, you like to sit down in your basement and think yeah. and figure stuff out. And I, I also like that's that's me. It's like I'm I'm on a drive or I'm it's in my room alone and, and think stuff yeah. out. But there's only only to a certain point can I do it alone. So when I'm really struggling with like 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 just recently, it was moving out and like how I'm yeah. gonna handle it this year. How am I gonna get into a van and refurbish a van and find yeah. a good deal while saving money, keeping the podcast running, doing comedy and yeah. working. You got a lot of things going on in your minds everywhere. It's how split. how am I gonna yeah. organize this? And I. And I stress about it for two, three weeks, and I think, and I figure out what I have a general idea of. I get pretty close to what I think can work, and then I go talk to, I personally talk yeah. to my girlfriend. So, like, I yeah. talk to my girlfriend and figure out yeah, the rest yeah, of it, and I felt, like, as yeah. soon as we had that talk, I was like, oh, my gosh, all that stress that I've been thinking up inside my head, it makes sense now yeah. because this person validated that, okay, yeah. yeah, that is definitely stressful, and you're doing good at figuring it out. You got yeah. this, yeah. Do you have a person that's your person for that? Like once you, once you, or do you keep it to yourself? So, so for the most part, so this is the thing. So growing up, I'd always tell like my mother and sister, like all these ideas and like, they'd be like, oh, it's not a good idea. This, this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point where like, I'd have an idea and I just wouldn't say wouldn't anything tell anyone. until like it was up off the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Until I put some like significance behind no, it. No, that's, that's, that's a very you serious. Know? So like, cause, and then when you think about it, it's like, if you value someone's time, don't just like for me, it's more so like I don't want to come in and intrude on your time that's valuable to be, like just run a shit ton of ideas because my mind is flowing. So I get a shit ton ideas of ideas every day. Like yeah. if I was talking to like so my person to answer your question is my brother. He's bigger in real estate. He's he's in the business field. He he's doing very well. Um, so like my my person is him. So like to go and waste his time, like he has to talk to clients, he has to mm-hmm. talk to partners, stuff like that. So for me to go and just run every idea by him would yeah. just be like a intrusion mm-hmm. you know so for me it's more so just like okay like if i have an idea on a on a new venture or whatever it might be i'd run it by him briefly just brief conversation at food or whatever mm-hmm. it might be and if i have something that like okay i got this this is my game plan i just run with it a little bit i'm like yo i started this thing what do you think or mm-hmm. like which you know w- which way would you approach it so that's kind of what i do but you got to find that you got to find that balance um of like 
figuring out Do, yourself. Figuring it out yourself and then getting a second opinion. Yeah. See, that's how I, I like to make I like to bring it to a point where I think I can I can articulate it cuz like there's a yeah. certain point like there's a long time where uh, where uh, an issue I'm thinking about a uh, idea I'm thinking about I have to think it from I have to think at it, think about it from different angles until I can articulate that. So so the thing I would suggest is like Think of it like like school. Mm-hmm. Like I know everyone hates school, but like so th- how school is supposed to work is you're assigned something, right? You do the best you can at that, and then once you hit a roadblock or like a a, a mental block or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, then you go to the teacher who knows more about the subject than you do to help you work through it. Exactly. A good teacher is not supposed to just give you the information. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to like lead you to it. Yeah. Right. So when you look at it as like mentors or anything like that as well. So like you got this assignment, you do the best you can, right? And then you go to the teacher and they ask you questions to help you figure out the answer as opposed to telling you. Yeah, what to exactly. Do, you know, so that's kind of how I uh, try to structure my, my uh, thoughts and stuff. So I just like sit down by myself. If I have something I'm stressing through, like, or whatever it might be like, yo, okay, what's the best plan of action? Mm-hmm. Um, what what can I do to either get what I want or if something bad's gonna happen, how can I lessen like the situation, like yeah. not make it as bad as it you know is gonna be. Um, so once I figure out a general game plan or something like that, I run to someone who knows more about the field than I do, right? Exactly. So I want to flip cars, right, or something mm-hmm. like that. So I talk to my buddy who flips cars if I have some sort of game plan or something like that. So I talk to my friend who's already been doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I got this, this, this idea. He's like, yo, that, that could work. I would just do this instead of this. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Or if I have something, I want to get into real estate or something like that. I set up, like, some sort of game plan. I go run it by my brother. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I was thinking I could do, like, this, this, and this. I've never seen anyone do it. I was just wondering if that's, like, a, thing you a could viable, do. Yeah. like, option. And he'd be like, he'd either say, like, yeah, or, like, no, like, there's a reason no one does it. Or, like, whatever yeah, it might be. And so you know? he's experienced Exactly. He's experienced trial and error exactly. and made mistakes before you. And when having someone like that who has messed up and done it right and they figured out their their way in a field like that, having someone that you can just just talk to about a, like a, you know, a half-baked idea, uh, the beginnings of something, and you can run that by someone like that, they are able to offer some – they're able to offer stuff that you've never even thought of that could happen. Yeah, and that goes back to networking. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that network in able in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm um, so. so oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so like with networking, I think there's like two or three like very important components to to uh, to success in my opinion. You gotta be able to network very well. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to connect with people. You gotta be able to hold a conversation. Your people skills have to be like you know. Somewhere, Somewhere. like on yeah. par. Yeah, and they'll um, get better. Yeah, one hundred percent, and they get better with experience. Like you'll be able to like feel out a conversation, read body language without even like reading those books and stuff like that. You'll be able to tell. Just learn. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is just understanding yourself, which I think is a problem for our generation. Uh, a lot yeah. of people don't. They live in these worlds where like having to know yourself isn't required. And yeah. It's, it's, and at least it's the delusion. echo chambers. At it's least these, a delusion. Yeah, yeah, there's echo chambers in, on social media where you are surrounded by what you want to see. Yeah. And anyone that tells you that's not right, you can dismiss them. Yeah. And you don't have to, like, you don't have to change your perspective or adapt nuance in your life. Yeah. And that is not good, not good for at all. anything. It doesn't help anyone. Like, 
There's plenty of people that are doing it right, but also there's a lot of people doing it wrong, too. Yeah, but you got to realize a lot of these people who are doing it right distance themselves from the majority. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you come to social media and cancel culture and all that stuff. Um, cancel culture doesn't help anyone. Um, l- l- no one. Yeah, there's there's people who deserve to be canceled, but that's not canceling. That yeah. should be called, that dude's fucked up. Yeah. Stop supporting him. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's not dude, like it's not like that you, dude's a sexual assaulter. Yeah, like that's that's there's a big difference between that and yeah, 100%. not liking someone and like pers- something and like someone trying, said trying, trying to like come that. at Dave Chappelle for yeah. jokes. Yeah, there's a big difference. There's between a huge joke difference. coming at someone because you did you yeah. don't like their ideals yeah. and someone doing something wrong. And that's so like most of these most of the people uh, that are being canceled are like the people on the other hand who are trying to cancel people are. When you look at it, it's it's very sad because it's a very like most of them don't even care and they just want to look like they care. Not just that, there are some like that, but the ones who like care are it's like an internal thing for them, not because of what someone well, said. It's an insecurity that like was triggered by what that person said. You know, almost anything that um, peep like most people every day of their lives are projecting their insecurities. outwardly that's how humans deal with insecurity (laughs) is by projecting them in a in in a way and some people learn a a way that you can use your insecurity to create art or you can use your insecurity as a reason to get better at something or you could use your insecurity as a reason to bash someone for getting better at something that's yeah that's the thing so like if that's that's that goes along with understanding insecurity is not a bad thing by itself. Dude, I guarantee it's just you, a thing. I guarantee you some some of your insecurities, if you were to lay them out on the table, I'd be like, dude, that's not no that bad. Being, yeah, yeah no like, bro, be... you're fine. Exactly. You know, and, and vice versa. But, um, like, people, that's the thing. When you have a, a society where literally everyone you know is at your fingertips, you don't have that alone moment. Like, mm-hmm. when people are alone, what do they do? They pop up on pop their phone, their hop phone. on Instagram, and then Snapchat. You're all, then you're with everyone. Again. Then you're with everyone, Yeah. No one is spending time alone, which I think is so important. Because then you, you're you're getting used to being alone and not feeling lonely, which is a huge problem with, with our, our generation. generation. And I fell into that, but then I realized that, like, dude, it's not so bad. Yeah. Like, when you sit when you sit alone, and just think, mm-hmm. and, and think the right way, because you could easily spiral down this rabbit hole of like negativity and and, and bad behavior and habits and stuff like that, but. When you sit down and get to truly understand yourself, like say you're you're feeling like shit, right? But you sit down and you're able to just kind of work through it, like like literally talk to yourself, yeah. like okay, why am I feeling like this? And you just backtrack it, okay? Like is it just a temporary thing, or do you, do I think it's something like serious? Yeah, do I need? If to... it's temporary, then there's no point in being upset about it, because you know time time, time heals mm-hmm. heals all wounds. But um, if if you're if it's like a uh, if it's like a long-term thing, like, okay, well, why am I feeling like this, right? Maybe maybe I'm just insecure about something. Okay, maybe I could change that, see if that helps me not be sad. Or maybe um, maybe it's something I can work on, or maybe it's something I said to someone, mm-hmm. right? Okay, then I should be more careful of how I speak to people, you know? Like, it's it's just analyzing your feelings and your, your thoughts, yeah. which is... <sighs> Dude, Which that's is important. Like, if you can't control your thoughts, you can't. Because it all starts within. So if you can't control your thoughts, you can't control what happens around you. Yeah, that's see, that's that's the place, uh, the place I um, 
I struggle with the most, but the place I focus on the most yeah. as well. So it's I don't think about it as a negative, but controlling my thoughts is my mind is all over the place. It's hard for me to focus. I yeah. that's my my biggest thing all throughout school and life has been my brain is very head is, overactive. Yeah. It's very all over the place. So your your issue might not be a um like a mental thing. It might be just a, a time block thing. Mm-hmm. Like okay, like dude, I'm sitting here and I'm supposed to be doing this podcast and I'm thinking about the printing shop and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff, right? Exactly. So you maybe for you it's just like okay, right now for the next two hours, the only thing that matters in the world is this podcast. Right. See, now. well, that's that's the thing that I love about the podcast and I love about comedy. Yeah. Is when I'm there. You're there. I'm 100%. there, and yeah. those are my moments where and doing things like this has helped me because when I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. That helps me be where I'm at. Yeah, other 100%. places. Like that, that's the thing, dude. Like if you're if you're doing something and your thoughts aren't 100 percent here. Your effort isn't going to be one hundred percent either. It, that means that you means you're, be doing you're not going to perform different. as well. You're not going to. It's not going to. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're at your job and you're never there and you're you're just doing your job, that's not a job you yeah. love. Like one hundred percent. Like when you're somewhere, you have to be there physically one hundred percent, mentally one hundred percent. That means putting your phone away, not checking text messages and shit. You gotta just be dialed in on this right now. Mm-hmm. That's why. So like for me, it's it was really hard, especially starting off with like the entrepreneurial stuff. It's like okay, I got this t-shirt brand that I want to get off the ground. I have all these ideas. I have editing. I have this stuff right here. I have this uh, detailing company I want to do and like all this stuff. And for me, my head was just everywhere. So for me, it was just sitting down like, all right, I have to edit this video mm-hmm. for the ne- and literally block off like a time period, right? Exactly. Okay. I have two hours. I need to work on this right now. Mm-hmm. Right now for the next two hours, nothing in the world matters more than this. Right. I don't care if the house is burning. I'm right here, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got to be able to like switch that to something else. Like, OK, I have a video I need to finish by next week, but I'm detailing right now. OK, 100 percent in detail. Like, I don't give a shit when yep. it's due. That's not that doesn't exist right now. Yep. You know, or like with the T-shirt stuff like, yo, OK, I want this business to I want to make a brand or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, when I'm working on that, I don't have a video to edit. I don't have any cars in detail. I don't have anything. This is what matters. Mm hmm. So it's it's like, and if someone's out there like struggling with that, if what if you are like everything you do, there's always anxieties in the back of your mind or different things that you're worrying about. What you well, I think I don't I'm no psychiatrist or something, but I yeah. think you need an like for me what I needed was I needed an outlet that I can be a hundred percent president, and when I'm a hundred percent president in my podcast and I'm a hundred percent president present on stage, yeah, it gives me that moment to when i come back after that when i get off the stage i'm then i'm recentered i'm 100%. re in my moment when i yeah. finish a podcast i'm nothing's in my head besides oh man that was a great freaking podcast yeah. and then every that means every every saturday when i record two podcasts or a podcast come sunday when i have to edit i'm recentered and refocused on what yeah. I'm doing. So like if you find even if like if it's golf and having that perfect swing and that perfect hit is your yeah. your place to focus when you leave that golf course, you're back to oh, I don't have you 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 everything you were thinking about before golf is gone and yeah. after golf, now you're back and you're restarting. Like no, just well, have so, a patch. That that escapism is definitely like like if you important. can if you can live in even if like it's hard for you to be present in every single thing, don't start with every single thing. Start with your favorite thing. Be super present in something you really yeah. like, and from there, 
it it builds. So this is the mistake that a lot of people make with that. Um, when they're starting like a new business, something they're really excited. They put all their focus on that, and they're not even like when when they're done working on that, their mind is still with it. Mm-hmm. So when they go back to their job, they're not one hundred percent present because they're still there. So you got to be like it's a very like it's a hard thing to to Balance is hard get to used to. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta mentally be very strong to we be just like, lost cam by the way we can keep talking okay. we got audio but okay. we'll, we'll come back in we'll throw up a picture and we'll come back in in a minute but finish this thought okay can we like reclick our battery we, i mean yeah we can rec- we can rec- oh, okay. we can just reclick it right back in screw it oh, screw it yeah no i just we um yeah i throw it off a little by that it's all good no it's fine i'll usually do like i'll let the audio run for a second and then and then come back in with yeah. a, like a hey we're back What's up? But, yeah, we look, the video's back. We never even stopped talking. Yeah, dude. We're here. We're here. <laughs> so, no, so what I'm saying is, like, you got to you gotta build that, like, habit up in your mind. It's like, okay, when I'm here, I'm f- fully dialed in. Once you catch yourself thinking about something else, you're like, you got to reel yourself back in. You got to mm-hmm. like, okay, it's not time for that. This is what's important right now. It's really just controlling your thoughts because your mind's going to wander. Like, that's normally how it is, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm a very, like, anxious person, so, like, yeah. Like, right now, like, if I'm in a podcast normally or before, I'd be like, oh, shit, I have this video I need to edit. Like, I mm-hmm. need to finish it up this week or, like, whatever. You know, but I'm able to be like, okay, that doesn't matter right now. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Like, in the moment, this is what's important. Other than that, nothing matters. Um, and I think that's very important to kind of get used to doing that w- with yourself it, because that's when you're – if you're not 100% thinking about something, then you're not 100%, like, putting in the effort and, like, literally taking action. Yeah. yeah. Um, so which I think is – if you're not putting in 100% effort or going in all the way, yeah. then why do it at all? It's, like, for me, it's a waste of time. Like, yeah. when, I, when I'm when i having this conversation, I tell my friends this all the time. It's like, dude, okay, I'm talking to Duke right now, and if I get a message and I'm checking it, then – you're not getting my full attention and they're not getting my full attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing neither right. Dude, even when I'm on the podcast, like I don't, I don't, I won't read a message when I'm on the podcast. If I take my phone and I'm like, what time is it? It takes me like a solid 30 seconds to remember what is going on. Like just, just reading the time. I'll be like, yeah. Wait, what then what's going got, on? You got Zone thrown off in. track and then you got to try to reel yourself back in, which takes time mm-hmm. and it disrupts the momentum that you have going on. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Even which, that. Yeah. Which that's why I need a Jamie. Yeah. I need a guy behind the camera. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that'd um, be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm working on trying to get a guy behind the camera now, especially with my YouTube and stuff. Yeah, that'd be sweet. If it's like a vlog style thing. I don't want to just be like mm-hmm. by myself. I'm trying to have someone else record it, and like you know, it's cool because then I can do that and then bring them on, get them into the filming and editing world, and then train them up and eventually have them work for me, build a media team, stuff like that. Exactly. And then you, you have know? a teammate, and you have. And even like, I think the cool thing about like if, if having someone like that who's helping you with the editing and stuff, that's another person's opinion. Like when you're coming, when you have your creative process rolling, yeah. and you're like, what should we do with this? Well, how should we go with this? You get another perspective, and it, more perspectives is always. It better. opens up, it, it branches out to more possibilities. Like if I have someone else filming along with me, say we're filming something, not just me, but we're filming something. Mm -hmm. I'm filming it and they're filming it. We have two different angles. We could play around with that footage. We could do like a Mm -hmm. bunch of, like they have the drone flying out and I'm just filming up front. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it opens up a lot of opportunity for a lot of creative opportunity in in that route with with like filming and editing and stuff like that. Um, 
so it's cool because then you could have like say say you have a camera guy mm -hmm. and they're sitting back there you give him a mic right mm -hmm. he pitches into the conversation every little bit and then all of a sudden you bring more value into the podcast because you have that exactly. additional yeah. person which is That'd which be super is great cool. yeah oh yeah but before i forget um there is um, beers and uh, high noons if you want it oh, in that yeah. cooler down there. I just I didn't oh, know yeah. if you wanted one. I wanted to offer. Yeah, no, actually, make sure. I'll grab one. Yeah, I, did. I don't want to. I would be. I would have be having one right now, but if you don't damn. want me to, it's cool. No, if you're it's gonna good. tempt you. No, it won't tempt me. I don't me. mind. Like no, I, don't I I've done multiple okay. podcasts this month. I always, I just you know it's my dry January. It's 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 a little challenge. It's actually not very challenging to not drink yeah, for a month. Uh, so like, dude, so we went down to Houston, Texas and we were with one of our real estate buddies and um, his New Year's resolution, or not even New Year's, he just out of the blue decided like, okay, I need to stop drinking. Because like, when he re he realized when he'd drink, he would like make bad decisions. Yeah, um, as we usually do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm the type of person that like would drink and like, you know, have a good time. But I'm not going to let myself get out of control. Yeah, but then you buy $30 worth of food for no reason. You're like, damn, dude, I just bought $30 worth of food, man. <laughs> I, I wish ate $30, $30 I'm worth. A fat, I'm a fat ass, bro. I look small, but I eat a lot. Yeah. It, dude, for me, it's more like. Th that's the thing is drunk food, man. Oh. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> really. Um, no, yeah. So, like, he, he wanted to stop drinking. And, like, we'd be around him and stuff. We, we went to a bar. We were watching the Jake Paul fight, right? Oh, yeah. And we were hanging out. Um. And we would get, like, uh, club sodas. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're not going to get a drink next to someone who's trying to quit. That's just, like, yeah. you know, that's kind of, oh, yeah. in my opinion, that's fucked up because, like, you're tempting him with his vice, you it, know? It, it depends, though. It depends. Because, like, as someone who, if someone wants to quit alcohol and, like, it's, like, a permanent thing in their life, it depends what stage they're at. Like, if they're a couple months in, it's, like, they should be able to yeah. sit next to someone drinking yeah. and not... See, and, he was, like, and, and a couple move. weeks to a month. And yeah. So, like, we're, yeah, like, you're early. We're not going to, like, yeah. fuck you up. Like I did it last year, too, the dry January. It's just yeah. a nice little reset for the year. Yeah. Say, like, all the, 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 the four weekends I would go out, I'm sa I save that money. It's nice because it's right after Christmas. Mm -hmm. You just spend a bunch of money. And then you get your year started fresh. I really enjoyed it last year, the dry January. So I did it again Dude, this year. Um, like, to be completely honest, like, yeah, I drink and stuff like that. If we're at an occasion where... You know, we're socially drinking. Like, yeah, I have like a drink or two, yeah, just casual, whatever. But I'm not like it's nice. I'm not on the, the pod. type. Yeah, I'm it's never. Really nice to... so, for example, like we were in, we were at a convention mm -hmm. in Washington D.C. It's a bunch of Arabs from like all around the world. Uh, it's like a religious thing, but not like religious based, but like mm -hmm. the same religion everyone kind of meets and like connects and stuff like that. And I'm meeting a bunch of new people and stuff. It's my first one and I've been to. They do it annually, and we're just hanging out talking. And it's me and, like, some other people from Ohio that we know and then a bunch of other people from out of state. And they're like, yeah. dude, what the fuck's in Ohio? Like, what is there to do in Ohio? And everyone else is like, everyone else from Ohio is like, oh, we just go out, like, every weekend or two. And I'm just, like, sitting there and I'm like, wait, what? There's <laughs> like, so much to like, do I don't, I don't go out. Like, I'm not the type of person to go out and, like, drink. Yeah. Like, legit, maybe, like, once. Most of the time when I go out and drink, I'm out of state. Yeah. You know, I don't really, like, when I'm in Ohio, like, I'm literally just working. Like, Friday nights, you'll catch me, like, buried in my laptop, yeah. like, Dude, trying to make some shit happen. When I, when I drink, um, comedy club, I like to have a couple drinks. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, but when I, when I, like, drink, it's like, um, Ohio State-Michigan game. Brown Steelers, like a, it's like a it's like a football game or there's something going something on. going on. Yeah, yeah. you're not just drinking because there's nothing else to do on a Friday also, night. Also, I will. Um, if I go out to dinner, 
I'm getting a beer with my with my burger or something. Yeah, it's sometimes it's not like dude, I'm Buffalo one, Wild Wings. Can, I'm very happy with like with a one beer. Like yeah. I I enjoy a one yeah. a one tall beer. Nice any cold day. beer just with your food. Like every once in a while, like me too. Every once in a while, like yeah, I just got some Buffalo Wild Wings. I have a cool like a cold beer with it. Like exactly, just, you know, yeah. just chill. But like I'm not like not every time I go out, I'm grabbing a drink. Like I'm not the type to. Do you know that's the number one um, correlating product in um, America is beer and chicken wings. Yeah. yeah. I don't doubt it, dude. Yeah, it's I just... would think it'd be peanut butter and jelly. Really? <laughs> I would think, you know, because, like, it's like, we learned this in um, ma- micro, micro, econ, in uh, college, and that's one of the few things I remember from college. I didn't go for very long, and it was... It was like, you guys would be surprised the products that sell together as a combo isn't peanut butter and jelly or it isn't hot dogs and buns. It's chicken wings and beer. They sell as a combo more than anything else. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Dude. Hot, America. Dude, who's buying <laughs> hot dogs without buns? Right. <laughs> Who are these people? Right. <laughs> uh, dude, it's, 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 it's nice. Like, every once in a while, like, as long as you're not abusing it. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you don't have to get drunk every time you drink. Mm-hmm. Which, every, which are, people our age don't really understand that. Yeah, everything's cool within moderation. But yeah. also, this is the time for people to go Yeah, wild. to go around, like, yeah. But, like, You gotta learn your lessons the dude, hard Most people have to learn their lessons the hard way to understand them. Dude, like, It's I, hard to learn a lesson from someone yeah. else. Yeah. It's just, like, it's weird when you use that as, like, we were talking about, like, escapism earlier. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so escape. bad when you use drinking or going out as escapism. Because, mm-hmm. like... Like, dude, I noticed, so, like, another thing, you got to get out of, like, if you're in the wrong crowd, you're in the wrong crowd. Yeah. You got to get out. Surround yourself with good people. I was I was in a friend group, like, a year or two back, and every time we'd hang out, like, say we're at a party and we're drinking and, like, playing Pong or some shit, they'd be talking about who's hosting the next party and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, Pong, you're here. Like, a party going on enjoy right the now. party. Are you just going to talk about the next part? Like, is, and then at that moment, I was like, all right, bro, like. I'm in the wrong circle. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, I can't be around people who all they want to do is just like fucking knock back drinks and mm-hmm. shoot punk. They're good people to meet up yeah, with. Yeah, they're every cool. Once like in a every while. once in a while, yeah. come party with you. You guys party. I can't hard, do you know? this as much as you guys. Like, are. yeah, it's, it's not that I can't. Like, dude, I out drink fucking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a shit, and I don't even drink as often. And I can out drink all of them. I'll go shot for shot. They'll be knocked the fuck out. I'll be chilling. Like, you know, it's good. Dude, I, I don't take many shots. I'm more of a beer really? guy, personally. Really? Okay, I'm I'm a liquor guy. Like, yeah, like I offer a, me a glass of whiskey and come, like I'll, come I'll, February, I'll cool. I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off the beer this year and I'm gonna drink some vodka or some I'm gonna drink Tito's Tito's with club soda yeah. and like um, Mio yeah. because I'm just trying to cut back on drink like I can't be drinking all the carbs I enjoy yeah. eating carbs too much I'm not gonna cut them out completely <laughs> and yeah. t- that's like a 30 year old thing is Dude. to cut out carbs completely you know so, like while I'm 21 yeah. I'm just gonna drink more liquor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life advice. <laughs> uh, no, so for so okay, so we did a we did an interview on my brother's podcast with a health professional named Ben Azadi. Check him out on Instagram. He's a great dude. Um, about like just we mentioned alcohol in there, and he stays away from beer. A lot of carbs. Not you mm-hmm. know it just gets you bloated. It's not amazing. He suggests that if you want to drink. Like, maybe, like, a glass or two of whiskey, like, straight, or, like, liquor straight. Because mm-hmm. then once you add those flavoring that's, like, sugars and, mm-hmm. like, all that shit that clogs you up. Yeah. So he's saying, like, if you just go, like, straight, like, uh, liquor, glass or two, get you a nice buzz. You don't need any more than that. Mm-hmm. And 
dude, like you don't have all the carbs and calories mm-hmm. in there, so legit you're drinking lean. <laughs> like you're you like that's the cool. lean way yeah. to to drink, dude. Um, so Joe Rogan, I just listened to a podcast yesterday with Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, Mark Norman, and Shane Gillis. Hilarious podcast if you're into comedy. That's a great one. But they went and did some. They looked into the oldest people. Who, who, like the people who lived into like 120, yeah. and the people who lived to like 120 all had this one, like, they all had like this group, of, like, it was an article about this group of people that all have a very similar nighttime tradition. Yeah. Like, this guy, every day since he's been 20, had one glass of whiskey at 6 p.m. after he finished his dinner, yeah. and that, he did that till he was 118 years old. And this yeah. lady had two beers every single night till she was 117. Dude, it's not it's like, so we, it's, we, there's, we, a, there's a difference between moderation yeah, and, and getting fucked up. Yeah, which, like, dude, I enjoy my time if I have, like, a very slight buzz. Like, I'm still very functional. I'm not, like, weird or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, a very slight buzz, and I'm around good people a lot more than if I'm just fucked up. Because yeah. when you're fucked up, you're just a burden. Yeah, alcohol is not. Um, alcohol has never really been my vice. Really? Personally, I, I mean, me neither. I've never had that like addictive personality. Um, like I, it I, depends. Yeah. Um, I can get really addicted to a video game or like a, yeah, a TV no. series. But that's like most of the time, that's like momentary. Or a podcast yeah. or comedy. Like yeah. I, I, I get addictive personality. Yeah. But I try to channel it. Yeah, that's that's like. It's a little different than, like, alcohol or drugs or anything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But, um... Pot, man. I, I, <laughs> see, I've never, I've never really been, like, a pot guy. Yeah, the, see, like, dude, that, here's the thing, though. Like, alcohol, like, what we were saying is, like, if you're uh, able to just get a buzz and have a good time, yeah. you're fine with alcohol. Yeah. You're not gonna... It's not gonna ruin your life. If you can't, it could ruin your life. It could ruin a lot of people's lives around you. And pot... Yes, while pot is definitely safer for you than alcohol on, like, statistical, like, it's not going to kill your liver. Yeah. And it's not going to, um, like, there's there, there's it's just... It's not going to be as detrimental for your health. Yeah. Or less chance of, like, but, addiction. But, dude, you can get really lethargic with pot. and Dude, I know people who can't function unless they spark up in the morning. Yep. And that's, Which, like, dude, That's like, not good. Yeah. See, there's... Like, a, like, fine, like, I get it, like, you, it helps you out and stuff, like, it helps you, like, with your anxiety and all that, but... Dude, imagine if you don't have any pot for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. Dude, and... Like, dude, that's very bad, because then... Because all it is is, like, when you smoke, it blocks off, like, the anxiety and all like mm-hmm. that, right? But when you don't, it just comes rushing in. Mm-hmm. And then, well, people who smoke a lot of pot, actually, it actually eventually just makes the issues worse. It solves yeah. it for a moment, and then yeah. it, it It's makes momentary it solutions. Yeah, and um, that was my struggle, was, was like... Like throughout college, I was smoking all day, yeah. every day, and it's like that's just how, like that was what I I needed to get by, yeah. and um, that's the thing that over the past two years I finally found my like balance with, and yeah. it's like I you know I enjoy smoking pot and going to lift, like that's like I I, 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 know, like, be, I know a lot of people who do that. It's a actually. nice and it's a nice lot because of you feel because you feel productive. Yeah, you get to be productive, and it yeah. actually works it out your system too, yeah. and like you feel good about your workout, and then when you're done with your workout, you have the exercise not, high. You're, yeah, you're yeah. not high. You're not high, you're but you have the exercise, exercise high. high, so you still feel good. Yeah, and you yeah. still feel good, and you didn't waste your time. And like that's the, like, the, there's people, there's there's different ways you can go at it. Like, yeah. it, it that's the thing. It's it's all about your approach, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're gonna go out and like have a couple drinks and like not like get fucked up and shit that's cool dude or if you got dumped go get blacked out one time <laughs> yeah. you know but yeah don't do like, it for a month. don't do it yeah don't like do it for, <laughs> for yeah exactly like 
dude, like that that goes back to under like self awareness and understanding yourself mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like, dude, you gotta be like, okay, I'm a little bit drunk. Like you gotta be have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm a little bit drunk. Should I get another drink? I want to, but should I? Probably not. So I'm just gonna. It's hard to do when yeah. you're drunk. So like, here's the thing. Life's all about just decisions, right? You make those decisions and deal with the consequences or reward. That's right? that's pretty much all you do. That's literally all it is. We don't need to over over complicate it. But like, okay, so you're decent. You had two Seriously. glasses of whiskey. You're de- you got a nice buzz going. Do you go in for the third? Or you're like, all right, cool. I'll just chat it out with some people. Like, hang out. You know. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that even in like these events with like higher up people that like, dude, we go to events and like. 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., like, it's grind time. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's dialed in, focusing. After that, we go out grab food. Most of the time after that, we go out to a bar. Like, people get drunk, people hang out, like, stuff like that. For me, it's like, okay, I have a glass or two of whiskey. I have an okay buzz going. Do I go in for another and, like, get fucked up with these people? Or do I talk to the people who are sober and, like, I can learn from and, like, mm-hmm. you know, actually I have a conversation with? There's a big spectrum of people who actually, they're they're done with that work day. They grinded, and they're they're getting hammered. Dude, And then there's people, the like... Like, you. like, okay, so I have friends that are, like, 100% dialed in all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, 24-7 all year round. Like, that's, they don't... I, I some know, people are built different dude, with a, the mindset. Li- some listen, people work listen, hard to get that that's, mindset. That's the thing. But, like, a friend of mine, I, I saw him, like, a couple weeks ago, and he was like, dude, I haven't left my room in, like, three months. Oh, my gosh. That's too, that's too much. And that's the thing. Like, I respect the mindset, like, the hustle and all that, but, dude, that, like, that's detrimental. Like, dude, okay, so cutting yourself off from everyone, yeah, so bad, because so when you come life. out, when you come out, not even just that, even from a business aspect, like, yeah, you're doing a lot, but you could be doing a lot more, because you need that escapism to, like, recharge your, your battery, mm-hmm. you need that sociali- socialization to keep your, like, you know, fucking sanity. We're humans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need, we're social creatures. You have to be connected with people, you can't just cut yourself off, and I what I've noticed is the people who, like, just like lock themselves in a room and like work mm-hmm. versus the people who don't work and just go out all the time. And then in the middle, you got the people who like dial in from like fucking nine till like six, seven. And then after that, they go socialize and shit. The people in the middle are usually the ones that do very, very well. The, the, if you're looking at any type of spectrum, like with like, like it's always pers- the middle. personalities, the it's middle always the middle. is yeah. always the place to be yeah. where you, if you want to be, successful and not necessarily only successful with money yeah. but successful with happiness because dude this, you're you're only here for so much time yeah and yes you want to make money to have a good time but, but what like, you got to do dude, you got to use that money to yeah. have a good time too so yeah. you got you got to find that balance of exactly when am i going to spend this money and have and 100%. do what i want to do and when am i going to grind this money 100%. and the people who do it the best are the people who enjoy making the money and enjoy spending dude like for so for me like i edit i do all this stuff like for me i don't feel like i'm working ever yeah like especially with like all the free i work from literally anywhere i'm working from my laptop most of the time yeah that's awesome. like literally wherever the fuck i want sometimes i just legit take my car go to a park and just hop up on a desk and just do what i gotta do for like several hours that's awesome you know what i mean it's great it's an awesome feeling but like everyone's like dude you're always working you're always doing this i'm like i mean yeah but like i don't see it as work yeah. Not because, like, you know, I'm not doing work. It's because, like, I would be doing this even if I wasn't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, editing videos and stuff, like, like I would do that. Like, that's a hobby of mine. I would do that even if I wasn't making money. Yeah. 
But the fact that I can do it, make money, and then, like, fund all this other shit I want to do, it's like, okay, hell yeah, no-brainer. Yeah. You know? That's the one thing, like, when I'm doing the comedy is, um, every once in a, like, um, on Wednesday this week, I'm hosting, so I get paid. But I go do three shows a week, unpaid, whether I, whether I have a paid show that week or not. Yeah. And so, if, and people will always ask, they'll be like, oh, what do you get paid for that show? And I'll be like, nothing. It's my hobby it's like my thing that i love to, yeah. love to do and it doesn't make a difference if i get 25 dollars or not for the for the five minutes of jokes you know yeah dude, 25 bucks for five minutes though is not yeah half bad. Uh, dude, host, dude host, people that don't make that in an hour yeah but i mean you only get one of those one every of, once yeah, in a while. yeah but dude the um hosting and like doing all that stuff it doesn't affect if i want to do comedy more if i get paid or not I like telling the jokes. Yeah, it does affect what jokes I tell because if I'm getting paid, I'm bringing my best of my best. Yeah, 100%. If, if I'm going up for free, I'm bringing stuff that I like. So my best, like a little bit of my best stuff and then a little bit of, I've never sure. tried this before. Yeah. You're experimental. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got it. That's that's how you build a set. It's yeah. Because like, like. You I'm, just play around. You just take pieces, see mm -hmm. what works, what doesn't, and yeah. then you just adjust accordingly. Like I'm building an act. So like it's not, I don't just go up there and just freeform talk. Yeah. I have jokes, I have setups, I have punchlines, yeah. I have a memorized act that's five to ten minutes long. Yeah. And so you go up there and you're uh, you're just in that moment doing your your bits and I don't remember where I was going with this at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. But, I, I think it's like it I think comedians are grossly underrated. I think they're very talented. They're pretty popping right now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like Podcasting when it comes right to like the the difficulty of it oh. like dude you gotta say something that will make like 50 to 100 people laugh mm -hmm. or like whatever it might however the amount i'm assuming like what 20 30 people usually you at a bar do, i mean at a bar at a bar plus. dude i've done shows for five people at a bar and yeah. i've done shows for a full room at the funny stop it's probably 100 people yeah you know what i mean so you gotta you gotta tell jokes that accommodate to all those people that will make all of them laugh, and you gotta do that for they're ten minutes straight. And they're different people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and they won't laugh at you. Like, there's another like, you have to make them like you because even if your jokes are funny and they think you're a douchebag, they're not, they're not gonna, gonna laugh. Yeah, so that's, you, so dude, you have to make fun of yourself. Like, you have to make fun of yeah, like you have to be. Yeah, you have like you gotta be a likable person mm -hmm. for one, right? And then for two, you gotta be good at. You gotta be funny. Well, <laughs> you have to be like someone who like it's people love to hate you. Yeah, you know? yeah, that. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah. have an out. You gotta have. But a that, way. that's like harder to like, you know. But yeah, so I think it's grossly underrated because like people see it like, oh, he's just a funny guy, like whatever. Mm -hmm. But like they don't realize the amount of work that goes into structuring those jokes. And most of the time, those jokes come from like a really dark place, which I love because mm -hmm. I, I think there's, I think there's a difference between funny and comedian though. Big yeah, difference. Yeah, I know 100%. a lot of funny people. I don't. Like, and I, I know a lot of funny people that if you put them on stage, they wouldn't get any laughs yeah, because get... it has to do with practice. Yeah. And it's a lot of structure and, and things like that. Like there's a lot of stuff that go deeper yeah. than just talking into a mic. So like I have a joke and, um, I would, I, the first, I've, I've probably told it 15 times now, right? The first five times I told it, I told it. This line, like line one, line two, line three, in that order. So line one, punchline, line two, punchline, line three, punchline. And then I realized that it, works it makes way more scrambling. sense to do go line three, line one, line two. Yeah. And then I was like, man, line two sucks. Or no, or line one sucks. Yeah. Now it's just line three, line, line two. two. And that joke now 
and then I was like, oh man, this joke leads perfectly into this joke that I wrote and I've never yeah. used. And now it's like, oh, line. Now I got one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And it's just because I switched the order that I tell the yeah. joke. It makes more sense. Like, you you tell it literally just switching. The order that you say two words can make a joke go from a <laughs> to a ha. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like it's a big difference. So like, dude, that's that's perfect for what I'm about to say. Is like you literally just like analyze what you were doing, found a better way, mm-hmm. right? Like just look through it, analyze it on like a deeper level than just like reading through it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, this works better. This works better than this. Okay, let's try this. And I bet you just tried it one time mm-hmm. and then it worked. So you're like, all right, cool, works, let's run with it, right? So you just got to, that correlates into, like, business and everything as well. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, okay, your plan of action, your plan of approach in this situation or, or the way you're going to get more customers or whatever, you're doing this, it's not working that great. You analyze it, maybe do something. It's a little bit better, but you still think it could work mm-hmm. a lot better. So then you just keep reanalyzing until you got something that works that you, you're happy with and you just run with it, mm-hmm. right? Which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people just, like, you know, okay, we got this, let's do it. And it doesn't work. They're like, oh, I don't know why it's not working. It's like, dude, okay. Try like, something different. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing with like content and YouTube videos. Everyone thinks their their videos and their stuff is a shit. Like they think mm-hmm. it's fucking amazing. They think it's hilarious, whatever, right? But then they don't get the views, and they're like, dude, I don't I don't know why it's not working. Like it's not like people. I don't know why people don't mess with people just aren't seeing me. Like whatever it might mm-hmm. be, they make up excuses. But it's like, dude, if you just reanalyze, move some stuff around, maybe change up your style, maybe speak a little better, whatever it might be. Then do that, run with it, and it works a lot better. And you're like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people just like. That's one thing I do is I refuse to stay the same. I, it's it's got to be new. Like, dude, I redo this set down here so, yeah. like every two months. Like dude. it's my job. I get new stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got this one new thing. I can completely change everything. Yeah. That dude, that's good. Like th- that's how it should be. Like you're not supposed to stick with the same like thing every time because then that's just fucking boring right? it feels good but, to do something new man. yeah like to, to, it, so that's the thing the like, slightest update when you do like the, when you do the little things it builds momentum mm-hmm. and then you want to just carry that momentum forward mm-hmm. so it's all about like and, and this goes with everything it goes with business it goes with every, like okay you're doing something in business you do this little tweak and it gets you excited again and you just run with it right the the key is structure those little things far enough to the point where like it picks up where the other leaves off so like you do this little change and it gives you a lot of momentum and you're like pushing and your content's doing a lot better and all that once that starts to come back down you do one more little thing and then mm-hmm. shoot it back up yeah like, keep going yep. right so, so speaking on starting with little things and building that momentum since that first podcast we did was lost why don't we go into like because you started with entrepreneurial activities from a very young age you started um in high school with like small biz- like small different yeah. little projects oh, shit, and stuff. Dude, I forgot yeah, about we that. Fr- we never really like the the people who watch this channel never would have got that out. we had that talk oh, yeah. but they they wouldn't see that. Yeah, yeah they want to see that interview. So All let's right. let's tell them like how you got this entrepreneurial mindset and this great mindset that you have and how you got into what you're doing. All right. So so here's the thing. So growing up, we just always assumed that like All right, so we grew up in a in a country where like my parents could give me, like, a dollar a week to go buy some shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, which is not shit, really. Um, we came here. We were not living under the best circumstances. Like, yeah, they were good. We got by. Like, it was great. But my dad was gone all the time because he was working from before I woke up till after I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, seeing that, it's like, okay, dude, we're, like, just struggling to get by. And it, it, when you're young and you don't get exposed to something other than that, you're like, all right, this is just how life is. Mm-hmm. You know? But, so my brother, 
my brother actually he wanted to be in the NBA. Because when you're young, that's like who yeah, you see yeah. with money and like they're living the life. They got nice cars and shit. You want to be like the pe- like TV dude, people, yeah, exactly. So he wanted to go into NBA. Then when high school rolls around, he realized he was this five five motherfucker like skin and bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was like, okay, this is not gonna happen. NBA or NFL, he's like, either way, it's not gonna happen. So. He he did all this other stuff, and then he ran into a guy, I think, he, who was doing real estate, and he was, like, doing well, and he was like, oh, shit, dude, like, real estate's where it's at. So, and he was like, oh, he was doing research, like, what is real estate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Real estate has created the most millionaires out of any other Absolutely, industry, yeah. 100%. Um, Getting started yeah, this year. Yeah, so, so he started he started buying some books and stuff like that, and behind his back, when he'd finish them, I'd go snag them. Mm-hmm. I'd go snag the books. I hated reading, mm-hmm. but I just loved the idea of, like, oh, these people are living, like, the life that I couldn't even dream of, mm-hmm. you know? So I'd take the book, like, read some of it, and, like, I would understand jack shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, I would not comprehend. They'd speak, like, real estate terms and, like, all this stuff and yeah. words that I don't know coming back, coming from a different country, and, like, my English wasn't amazing. Like, it, it's, it's not, I understood, like, speaking, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when you read a book and you're reading big Way words different. and, like, all this stuff, it didn't make sense to me. Dude, I've spoken English my it. whole life, and I read different books that are very technical. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, these are words that are yeah. only used in this circumstance. It's like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Dude, so, yeah, so I'd take the books, and I'd read, like, half of it, and i get to half of it, and I'm like, I had learned fucking nothing. I just think it's dope. So I'd keep the book. Mm-hmm. I'd keep the book. I'm like, it's a dope book. Like, mm-hmm. this motherfucker made it, you know? So I'd keep it aside. I still have some of those books that I actually read, and, and I think they're great now that I understand them. Um, so that kind of sparked the thought in my head, and I'd overhear my brother listening to, like, motivational stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then I'd, I got into listening to that stuff, like, oh, what's this guy's name? Tony Robbins? Like, I'm going to listen to yeah. him. Or, like, what's this guy's name? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, listen to him. Like, behind the, everyone's back, like, just with my headphones on, like, you know, in secret. Um, so then the time high school rolls around, I'm still in that, like, listening to motivation and shit like that. I'm getting into the gym, so I'm seeing progress. Like, okay, like, hell yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can make shit happen. Builds a lot of self-confidence, things like that. And then on in that phase, my brother had gotten into real estate, and now he doesn't really listen to that motivational stuff anymore, right? Mm-hmm. He listens to more, like, specific, like, analytical stuff. Like, all right, he doesn't need the motivation anymore. He needs, like, technical, the technical, technical skills, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, hmm, maybe I should, like, follow in his steps and, like, watch that analytical stuff yeah learn a skill like yeah, yeah like i got the motivational stuff down like i've heard all of it already mm-hmm. i basically memorized some of it word for word like mm-hmm. you know yeah that's 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 the one thing with motivation like when i first started with motivation i was super into it but i got so much motivation that i'm like yeah i can tune into this motivation and check it out when i need it yeah but motivation can't be my thing my thing has to be my thing that's motivation thing. yeah so like is, okay so so here's the thing about motivation specifically before I, I'll go back to explaining, but the thing about motivation is it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's good in the moment, but like legit. Okay. Go listen to a motivational video. You're pumped up for like what a day, a week tops. Mm-hmm. After that, you're back to square one. Mm-hmm. Right. So motivational motivation help, helps you like build that momentum. Mm-hmm. After that, you have to get you have some to, from you have to ca- Yeah, so you need that analytical stuff to carry you forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So then you, you, you're you now motivated by your accomplishments as opposed to like some video. You yeah. know what I mean? So, anyway, yeah, so I started listening to analytical stuff and like learning more about business and like, oh, this dude did this, this, and this, and like all this stuff, which like it sounds like no one else would ever think of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it was mind boggling. Like this one guy, he went into, there was like a, um, the market was crashing or something or whatever. And this guy goes into a Ferrari dealership and he's like, Hey, I know damn well no one else is going to buy 
Ferraris during this time, mm-hmm. I'll buy all of them at sixty percent of the price. Huh. So so the guy the guy who worked there was like, fuck no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you want forty percent off of a, of fifteen Ferraris? Hell no. Get out of here. So he goes. Yep, uh, that's it. That's yeah. that. So that um, camera shut off. We'll, we'll just fire it back up again. Yeah. But so ugh. um so he goes in. Solid. So he he, he like leaves because the guy told him to fuck off, like one of the employees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, no, fuck no, we're not giving you forty percent off of All fifteen Ferraris, Ferraris right? Yeah. So he's like, okay, cool, whatever. Like he just shot a shot. He missed, whatever. He leaves. He gets a call like a little while later from that guy's boss and he's like yo i heard you wanted to buy the 15 uh for 40 percent off and he's like yeah but your guy told me basically to fuck off and he's like okay listen we can't do like 40 percent off but we could do 30 percent off or something like yeah, that. yeah exactly so like he just bought 15 ferraris and got like several free yeah. <laughs> basically yeah you know what i mean so then he went 30, 15 ferraris 30 percent off that's yeah it's a couple free ferraris yeah there. so he actually ended up so he he went all out with it he dumped his own money into it and then he sold his house to pay for him and then left them in storage the price on those ferraris went up after the economic issues mm. and he sold them for a shit ton profit wow like you gotta realize he bought them at the price of a crash at, at 30 percent off 30 percent off the price the of the crash. crash right and then after that the price of them went up so he had already gotten 30 percent off of that price mm-hmm. so basically like he kept one ferrari and sold a shit ton more for a bunch of profit. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So, like, I would see, like, stories like that, and I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like, that's cool as shit. So I was like, okay, how how do I start? Like, I want to do something, but I'm fucking 15, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I have no money to my name. Yeah, where do like, you start? Where do I start? I can't get a job. No one's going to hire me under 16. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even 18. Right? And this, this, and that. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do now? Like, most of my time is spent at school or, like, sports or whatever it might be. Like, I can't. Like, I don't have time. I don't know. I don't have resources. I don't have anything. So my first thought of is, like, all right, dude. Like, I, I've heard of people selling candy at school and shit. Yeah. Like, in other schools and all that. Like, I've seen videos online. And, like, our school snacks were ass. Like, they were fucking terrible. School so I was snacks like, are never that great. So, yeah, dude. So, like, I just got a duffel. Went out to, like, Sam's Club or some shit. Bought, like, the big packs of candies for, like, discount, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd buy, like, a couple of those, stuff them in my duffel bag. I'd have my book bag and my duffel bag full of candy. I'd walk around the school, and I'd be like, yo, dollar a pop. Mm-hmm. I was able to buy, so, like, I love music, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted, like, the beats, uh, the power beats. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get those, but my parents would never dump that much money on headphones, headphones for me, right? Yeah. So I, after I did that, I was like, oh, shit, I can buy these for myself. So I bought them for myself and then just kept going, kept going, like stacking up basically. And I'm, I'm fucking 14, 15. I have no expenses. Yeah. So it's like all profit. I have like 20 bucks and I make like fucking 70 bucks total. So mm-hmm. like 50 bucks profit, which like in high school, like I'm at school. I'm going to have to be here anyway. Yeah. I'm making 50 bucks a, like a week off of just like, you know. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, dude, it was dope. And, like, my people skills at that point were developing and shit. So, like, I was cool with a lot of people. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. I knew people, you know, people knew me. So, they, people would come to me and be like, yo, I heard you were selling candy. Like, I was like, yeah, what's up? What you want? I got all this, right? All the candy. I had, I had one teacher. It's, like, the last period of class. Everyone's, like, fucking done with school and mm-hmm. all this. Like, last period of the day. And I'd just be selling. Like, that's the class I sold the most in. Right? Yeah. Everyone just wants to get out, like, whatever. Everyone had lunch forever ago. They're kind of mm-hmm. hungry. So, like, I'd be selling, like, 
candy like right before the bell rings and sometimes even during the class mm-hmm. and she would like threaten me and she'd be like if you don't if you don't stop selling candy in the class i'm gonna send you to the principal's office or whatever or the assistant principal mm-hmm. um so anyway like yeah, i just dealt it. with it like you know whatever like i just stopped and all that one day one of the assistant principals is talking to me like in the lunch period mm-hmm. she's like i have my duffel bag with me and um, I have my book bag on and all this, and we're just talking. And she's like, hey, how are you? And, like, I knew her from before. I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, small talk, whatever. She's like, yo, so I, I heard uh, I heard you have a side hustle, which, mm-hmm. like, selling candy in school is actually, like, illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so she was like, I heard you have a side hustle. I was like, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> right? You and she's like, that if you want. I was like, I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So she's like, all right, stop by my office later. My wallet's in there. I got you. <laughs> I was like, yo, bet. Yeah, so go. after that point, I'd go back every time I'm in that class and I'm selling candy and the teacher threatens to, like, send me to assistant principal. I was like, please do. She buys from me. <laughs> like, she buys my candy, <laughs> she yeah. Buy, like, dude, that would only help dude, me out. She has this access to the same vending machines. Right, right. Too. She needs some good candy. Right. So everybody needs some good candy. Exactly. Man. So after that, that kind of, like, kicked me off. and like, okay, I... I don't want to like later in high school i got a job and i was working in retail and all this and i would want to like blow my brains out every uh-huh. time i walked in yeah like legit so, like i'd be nah. sitting there not what i want to do i would dread my life every second i walked in um and then i was like okay I, this is not what i want to do so i was like but i need to do something i have no i don't have money right mm-hmm. i i can't fund any projects or any ideas that i have so my brother had started a property management company, and I was like, yo, let me go do, like, leasing. Right? Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's all about dealing with people, you know, stuff like that. So, like, I feel like I could give it a shot. So, I go with them, and they have an amazing, at the time, they had an amazing training uh, setup. So, they they legit just put me at a desk. They're like, yo, this is our software. You could look at these people that are looking at listings and find their number. Here is a phone. Go rent out units. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. So I literally just like spent the Figured first, out, like, yeah. yeah, the first like five months, I was just on the phones, I'm just dialing like, yo, hey, how you doing? I saw you're interested in this property, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Just figuring it out, which like is underrated because being able to talk to someone you can't see on the phone is like something you have to do all the time in business. Yeah. So if you get that down like pretty well early on, it's, sol- it's a solid foundation. So, yeah, that's something I need to work on for sure. Yeah. I'm not a big phone guy. Yeah, dude. I wasn't either at the time. I was, like, nervous every time I'd call and all that. But anyway, so I started that, and then I started learning more about the business through that. Mm-hmm. Like, on the ground stuff, like, in real estate, like, okay, this is what happens, like, at the lowest level of the operation. Let me talk to the property manager, see what their situation is like. So then I'd sit in on, like, just listening on some of their calls. They're close by at the desk. I'm just listening in. Like, oh, this is how they deal with, like, tenants and owners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now I understand, like, I have a general understanding of, like, the property management side of things. So then I'm like, all right, what else is there? So then we started doing content, right? And now I'm, like, exposed to a whole new side of things, which is, like, commercial real estate. Um, so it's like, um, it's, like, bigger apartment deals, stuff like that. So, like, now my mind's working. I understand these terms that I wouldn't have understand, like, a month ago or two mm-hmm. months ago. You know what I mean? So, like, it's all about learning. It's mm-hmm. all about learning. Once you learn more, it'll give you that momentum. Like, okay, dude, I understand this. A year ago, I would not have even knew this existed. Exactly. Or like, you know what I mean? So that's how you build that momentum. Um, and you got to just keep learning to keep that going, 
right? Like right now, I'm about to get into the acquisition side of our operations. Oh, nice. So I'll get into, um, like, I'm finding the deals, I'm sourcing them, checking the numbers, making sure they all make sense. Like, does it make sense to invest in this property? Yeah. Right? Like, you don't want to go through with a project and all of a sudden you're in the red. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, like, okay, th- which is good because, like, dude, if you would have told me to do this in school, I'd be like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd, like, I, if you tell me to do something, I won't do it. But if I want to do it genuinely, I will do it. Yeah. You know? So, for me, it was like, all, it's all math. Like, it's mm-hmm. all calculating numbers. How much is this going to cost to repairs and, like, this, 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 whatever. How much can we expect on this refinance, whatever it might be. Um, stuff like that. Like, that interests me. Mm-hmm. Right? So, now seeing that outside of school, I'm like, yo, I think I could do it. Like I'm good at math. Like I'm mm-hmm. solid, solid, like pretty solid good math. at math. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how I am with math. It's, it's like, like I'm, I ain't doing it. Yeah, like it's basic I can't math. Do it in my head. It's, it's basic I'm, math. It's like, dude, okay, just find these numbers out. Do your research. Get these numbers. Put them into this uh, spreadsheet. Spreadsheet equation. Do do the equation you gotta do. Figure out if it's worth doing it or not. Pitch it to either our company, which I'll, I'll either do. All right, I'll I found this deal. I'll pitch it to our company. Yo, mm-hmm. do we want to go through with this? If they want to go through with it, great. I don't want cash up front. I'll take equity in the deal. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then after like five, ten years, after the refinance, that's significantly yeah. more than the fucking ten to 20000 I could pick up. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. So, so I'd either do that or if they don't want it, I'd go pitch it to like some other company and be like, hey, listen, I, I got this deal. If you guys want it, just toss me like twenty thousand dollars yeah or like depending on the deal obviously flipping contracts yeah yeah um but like dude that's that's how it would be like okay i found this really good deal if you guys want it just give me my commission and just run with it mm-hmm. and then on our side i'd rather take equity from people i trust and know yeah. if, I, if i'm pitching it to another company like i don't really know them all that well i don't know how they operate and all exactly. that so i don't want to deal with that and potentially lose out so i'd rather just take commission fund some other projects or whatever, go find more deals and pitch them to our company, get equity, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of the, the mindset of it now. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, actually, I skipped a step, editing. I started editing in high school mm-hmm. as well, towards the end of high school, just fucking around, doing stupid videos with friends. And Dude, I, I just like, watched that video that's going to be your first YouTube video. When, yeah. will that, when will that be out from um, now? So I actually wanted to pull some of this footage, toss it in there. Um... I'm shooting for within the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, we'll we'll leave when we leave today. We'll leave you with this footage too. Yeah, yeah. This, um, this with you. I and I plan to use this footage in like several other stuff like that. Um, so several other pieces of content, but um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm expecting within the next couple weeks, and then after that, I don't have a, like a set post date mm-hmm. yet, just because it's just like for fun. Whenever I have events or something to film, I don't want to, I don't want to daily upload if my daily upload is like. I'm going to a gym or like the whole week is the same exact yeah. thing basically, right? So, um, and I travel enough to make it, keep it entertaining. I do some cool shit with some friends. Like we go mudding like in Canton every mm-hmm. once in a while and like stuff like that. So there's cool things like that that I would record and people would actually enjoy watching some funny stuff happen, yeah, you know? Um, so I'm ho- I'm shooting for the next couple weeks, latest end of month. 
Okay, so when this comes out, um, about three weeks, three four weeks so, from yes. now. Oh, so it'll, it'll be, be around out. like the same time. Yeah, because yeah. right now I think I'm stacked up on four podcasts, but yeah. it's Saturday. My next podcast comes out tomorrow, so yeah, three weeks from now this podcast should be coming out. So I yeah, just wanted so to see. So they'd probably be out around the same time. Yeah, so that so go check it out. I just yeah. watched the beginnings of it, and his editing skills are fantastic. Thank you. You guys, yeah, if you guys have ever seen me make an edit on this podcast, it is um, non-existent. <laughs> so it's really impressive to me because oh. I struggle with the uh, video editing. It's 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 my least favorite part of the process really? for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, teachers own. I guess yeah, Every, yeah. everyone's everyone I, clicks different. I can like get into it if it's like a short video, but yeah. for the podcast, it's like I want this yeah. to be raw. Like yeah, yeah. That's the best. That's like we even do that with our podcast for my brother's content. Um, we we just like for the most part we have an intro right mm -hmm. that just like kind of hooks you in shows you some little clips some little stuff that leaves you wondering for the podcast yeah and that's like a minute minute 30 seconds tops yeah after that it's just majority raw footage yeah i've always considered doing like like putting my like favorite 30 seconds right at the beginning but i usually put that on um instagram so or my favorite minute like 30 seconds to a minute i put that on instagram and facebook and tiktok so it's like well if anyone saw that and came to watch the video See, that's something we do. So, like, we get, like, so our, our first, like, minute, 30 seconds is, like, an intro. It's chopped up. There's some cool edits, some mm -hmm. cool back and forth, stuff like that. And then we put that as, like, our first, like, 30 seconds to a minute, 30 seconds in, before the, in the video, podcast, yeah. right? A lot of podcasts Then the do podcast that. runs. But intro. then we also use that intro as, like, we change a couple things around, and we use it as a promo piece for Instagram and stuff piece, like that. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's more of, like, a just hooking people in type thing like maybe it's like we had a really good question or really good little conversation here or like something funny we put that back and forth in real quick and then we put another like back and forth that's like good you know what i mean okay so that's that's kind of how how we do it for the most part all right um i have to pee so let's take a quick pause oh, yeah. here real quick <laughs> but we'll be back in just a moment all right perfect all right now we're back yeah. we're back again and um we after that pee break so relaxing so nice, nice. Um, we were talking about, we came through like your history of getting into the business world, how you got into the real estate, how you started doing the editing and, um, now your, your future, you're looking into that podcast, you're looking into, um, revamping some, uh, clothing brands as well, right? Yeah. What do you, do you, do you like, like, are you into fashion or are you more into like fitness wear or like? Because I thought, when we originally talked to you, it was a fitness wear idea, right? So it was originally a fashion thing, and then we were like, all right, maybe our brand correlates better with, like, the fitness community. Mm -hmm. um, so we are like, maybe we should just shift our marketing strategies, maybe, like, market it towards um, the fitness, the fitness community. Huge. Yeah, and then also, like, changing up a little bit of, like, the logo and, like, some stuff like that, just colorways, stuff like that, switch them up um, to fit the fitness community better. Because no one in the fitness world really wants to wear, like, a black shirt with a bright gold, like, lettering. Mm. They usually want something a little more subtle. Yeah. Um, black on black, dude. Dude, if you get a nice, like, a nice... Um, dude, that was one of our combos. Like, like, a really dark gray on, like, a just black shirt. Yeah, like, a heather, dude, a heathered black with black ink. The black ink's, like, bold black, and then yeah. you add the heather. Yeah, that looks real nice. I see a lot of different stuff come through working at the print shop. So, like, I see yeah. some real nice designs. I see some real basic designs, and... Yeah, so that's kind of what I was thinking. Is like, all right, let's go a little like simpler as far as the designs, but something that would like that's more practical, mm -hmm. you know. And and then if we want to go for a fitness brand, maybe like change some things up to fit like someone who is going into a gym regularly, you know, mm -hmm. wearing our stuff. Something they'd actually want to wear. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, 
so that's kind of the idea of that. It's still, whoa, sorry. Um, it's still kind of just an idea, like seeing how we want to do it. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I do also, I might start something different. You might go some different um, route. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, at, you're. I know you like cars as like a, like a personal, a personal pleasure. Yeah. And is 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 um, clothes one of those things for you too? Uh, like like, like you just like personally like night yeah. certain types of clothing. So so for me it was like, one thing about clothes is like I don't really care for like flashy shit. Mm. Like I don't like, I don't care for Gucci. I don't care for all that stuff. Like some of my favorite pieces of clothing are some shit that I got for like five bucks. Dude, I like, love a nice like, like. You know what I mean? Dude, I love. I'm um, like. Uh, I went to the Kicks and Cuts one event. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to you there, and I got a nice um, Fantasy Fest shirt from like the '90s, from '93, and it's like that type of stuff. Super cool to me. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't rock it all the time, but I like. To, I like to have a couple shirts that I'm really into for when I go out. Yeah. Like one of my favorite shirts is um, from Target, and it's literally just the ID of. Um, McLovin. McLovin. It's the I have that McLovin ID. I, it's <laughs> yeah. the McLovin Dude, ID t-shirt. That's what I mean. It's a fun like, shirt to me. I like I, that. Like, for me, it's more so just, like, simple shit that just looks good, fits nice. No, not flashy. It just looks nice. It makes you look, like, put together. It like, mm-hmm. make, makes you look good. Um, I love and, a, I love and, a good t-shirt that represents... Yeah. That, that's, it tells you one thing that I'm into. It's Dude, like... Not even just that. Even, like, a plain black tee that just fits nice or, like, looks good with the fit. Mm-hmm. Like, this one's this, this, like, pullover is, like, droopy. It's, like, a little mm-hmm. loose or whatever, but, like, it fits with the... You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. I love a nicely like fit crew neck. Nicely yeah, fit crew. that's what I mean. So it's, like, I've never been into, like, flashy shit. I don't really care to, um, like, you know, show off or, like, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But I just like to wear something that I'm comfortable in that looks good, that I think looks good. Mm-hmm. And... I, am, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I was a huge Juice World fan. Still am a Juice World fan. But, you know, he's dead or whatever. Yeah, I know. Or Dude, whatever. I was supposed to go to his concert that he was supposed to have before he passed. And I wow. Was like, and I had a chance to go to his first one that was close by, and I actually didn't go. So that's, like, one regret of mine. Yeah. So I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of these Juice World V-Lone shirts just as, like, a little memorabilia piece for this Juice World thing. Yeah. It was a $100 t-shirt, but who cares? Dude, I got, um, I have the... Most expensive piece of... Piece of clothing. Like, clothing. Yeah. Like, t-shirt. So like, I bought I bought a Juice World V-Lone hoodie. Yeah. A little bit after he passed, and I paid like two hundred bucks for it. But now you um, have that. But now I have it. Yeah, dude. I like I don't wear it often because it's like a little too flashy for me. There's a lot going on. Yeah, his hoodies like, are real. It's warm. It's like comfortable. Like I like it. Um, I just bought it more so for like the the meaning of it. Yeah, that's, than, that's than, how I was because I've never bought anything like that before. Like I don't even do the shoe game. Yeah. I'm rocking Crocs right yeah. now. I'm like <laughs> I, I wear boots. Or if I like when I'm on the podcast, I want to rock my Crocs. Yeah. Or just some Vans. You yeah, know? dude. Like so, legit. Sometimes. So I have like Jordans and I'm, like I'm wearing Yeezys right now and all that stuff. It's like I've caught myself like, okay, we want to go do some shit. Let me change my shoes because like I, I don't want to wear something that I'm like worried to like mess mm-hmm. up or whatever. Because then you're not enjoying the experience as much, you know. So then I realized that like I don't really care. I never, like I never always... understood people who can wear those three hundred dollars shoes to a party. I'd have a panic attack. Dude, I, <laughs> I wore these exact Yeezys mm-hmm. to a club in DC. Woo. They're zebras, right? Yeah. 
they were just all black. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Took some time to clean those, I bet. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, Luckily, was, I think that's a nice material to clean. Yeah, it's it's one of the easier ones to clean. But if it was like some J's or something, like with that leather and like, dude, oh, yeah, the know. leather or like, is it rubber on some of them? Like, yeah. if, that ru- if a white rubber gets it's tinted like, in yeah, any way, it's, it's oh my gosh, it's, it's misery. Yeah. That, that's what, yeah. I'm, that's what I mean. Like, I try to, like, dude, I'll wear my crusty white forces anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I'm just going to get some black forces and dude, start fights. Yeah, so, like, at the, <laughs> <laughs> right? at the, dude, at some point, like, I was buying all this stuff, like, just so, like, people would be like, oh, shit, that's cool, like, get mm-hmm. compliments and stuff. Like, now I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, like, I'll walk around, like, some people, so I'd be with friends and they'd, like, have the drippiest fit with all, like, this designer stuff. I'll be in fucking like sweats, some like just vans, and then like a hoodie or something, and like I'd be walking around with like more confidence than they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm like, yeah, I'm more confident in like sweats, a fucking t-shirt or a hoodie, and like some whatever shoes. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't care for that stuff too much, but I appreciate it. Yeah, like that Juice World shirt, I wear it for one thing, and it's going up on stage because I feel like, like it's like almost like. Like it shows a, off a little a, bit of personality. Like character type mm. thing. You know, it's like, oh, this guy's young and he's into something that's a young, like, because, like, a lot of my comedy is, um, mo- I'm telling my jokes to 45, 50, 60 mm. year olds most of the time. That's who comes out to the mm. comedy club around here. So most of my jokes are, like, it's like, it's jokes about the difference between their generation and my generation. Yeah. So, like, I bring them into it by being like, you guys used to do this, but this is what I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, that's the thing about clothes. It's like it really shows your your personality. Like like you could tell a lot about someone by what they're wearing. Like I, I don't mean that in like a judgmental way, mm-hmm. but like it it shows a lot. Like dude, if someone's all put together and stuff like that, like it shows something more than like someone who's like me just wearing sweats and a hoodie and like you know, there's a there's a little bit. You're literally putting off your personality into what you're wearing, um, which I think is dope. Um, I actually also think it's dope when, like, there's someone who's, like, in sweats and they look raggedy or whatever, mm-hmm. and then there's someone in, like, a suit and all that, but, like, the motherfucker who's really balling is the one in sweats. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? There's so, this great guy on TikTok who does these, like, the rich, rich guy, rich, really rich. rich? Yeah, yes. I love oh those. Oh, my gosh. I'm I glad love you those. see those, too. Yeah, <laughs> I love those videos, dude. And that's so true. That is so true. And I've seen it firsthand. Like, Wait. Oh, wait. No, keep going. Keep going. I've seen it firsthand, like... The people who, like, are like seem really rich and, like, the people who, like, are actually really rich. And even at these events, like, we'd be out somewhere and there'd be, like, these other people that we're not with uh, technically. And um, I'm rolling around with, like, 50, like, ballers, like, mm-hmm. actual ballers. And they're in fucking flops and, like, you know, mm-hmm. cargo shorts and all this shit. Yeah. And they're walking around. And these other people who look like they're balling and shit are, like, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, we got one person in our group paying for everyone's shit and the tab is like six thousand bucks and they're doing it all week like nothing mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so it's like dude it really goes to show that like there's a big difference that flashy yeah. shit doesn't mean nothing it doesn't, you know it doesn't like if you're a rapper or a drug dealer like I, okay yeah, i get it <laughs> but even though, like dude like once you once you're talking like top-notch people like it there's a huge difference or if like or if you're like that's your business and you sell flashy stuff to people. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like, I've got some friends, the um, JB Jewelers. They were just on here a couple weeks ago, and they 
make jewelry, so they're always rocking some dope jewelry. And that's the one thing that like I like I love getting a nice new pair of earrings or a new chain or like I want to get something. I want to I want to get something for um like they always they're rocking these dope pinky rings and I'm like oh man that's the one thing that like I might cause yeah might go for that might be. As I start collecting stuff, because me and the um, me and Cam on the last episode were talking about how guys have this tendency to collect shit. Like as you get older, you just start. Guys collect stuff. It's just Dude, I have a, I have a box that's filled with like all my boarding passes from all my trips. Mm-hmm. Like everyone tosses that shit out, but for me, I'm like, no, keep this. Mm-hmm. This was a good trip. You yeah. know what I mean? I just collect that stuff, and I collect things like. Dude, I mean, you're, you probably be a, you you might be a car guy like him one day. Car guy. I'm, I'm planning on like, yeah. dude. I kid you not. I swear. Sometimes I look through like websites and listings for cars, and I'm like, I find good deals, and I'm like, I want to do this so bad. But not yet. <laughs> but like, I know it's not the right time. Like financially, it wouldn't be smart. I don't have anywhere to keep the cars and mm-hmm. like all this. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, okay, listen, just put it off till later. You'll thank yourself. Just like. Put yourself in a better financial situation first to the point where you can afford that no problem and not have to, like, worry on, like, okay, should I do this or not? Yeah. You know? So it's, like, it's, 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 uh... Yeah. It's very, it's very, like, it breaks my heart to see a good car, like, and I have to be, like, okay, not right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Dude, but that's, uh, that might be one thing. There's, what else? I don't know what else I'm, I'd be, like, my, my collector's item. Because it happens. You, you meet old Dude, guys. Yeah. Old guys. They all collect something, man. They might be model train guys, or they might be baseball car guys, yeah. or they might be a car guy. They, See, old guys be having collections. I don't know what yeah. it is. Dude, so I don't know. I think some of it's nostalgia. Because if you look at a lot of these older car collectors, mm-hmm. it's cars that they wanted when they were teens and couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's a huge thing with, with cars. It's like there's a lot of nostalgia. Like the reason you probably like the R34 GTR so much is because too fast, too furious. too furious and growing up you watch that and like you know what I mean that car man so there's a, it's only in the movie for a little bit too they, yeah he gets it's it in take, the other movies a lot more but um yeah he gets it taken from yeah. him like early in that movie, and like but, right away yeah and he drives he drives that Scorpion Evo and I love the Scorpion from that movie too but also that it Dude. never had that attachment that I have I love a Scorpion I'd get that car and I want to get a ninth gen Evo oh yeah like really soon actually, because you could find them pretty cheap. Yeah, and, those in decent are, condition. Yeah, I feel like they're uh, um, pretty reasonable. So I'd car. probably daily that, make it look nice, maybe a little bit of power, but I don't know. I want to go down the line once I get something better for a daily. I want to um, do a rally build, so like off road racing. Oh, that'd be sweet. Which is like not too many people around here do that because there's fucking nowhere to go. <laughs> but there um, isn't any tracks. Yeah, but if I take it down south or something, it would be a great time. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I could end up a car guy. Dude, it, it could it could happen. To be me. careful. I could I could go like I could like get to that point in my life where I'm like, oh, I am gonna get that car I've always dreamt of. I am gonna get dude. that GTR. Dude, so that's the thing. Like, get to that point, and then next thing you know, I'm screwed. All thing, I want is car. Yeah. The thing the thing about cars is like, the thing is, there's no perfect car, mm-hmm. right? So you buy this car for this purpose, you buy another car for another purpose. Like, say you want this car and you want to, like, go drift on a track or something, you buy this car as a drift car. But then you realize a drift car isn't really good for straight-line speed, so you then go get a drag, a car that you build as a drag car. And then you need a daily driver, so then you get a daily driver, but then you see that this daily driver has some potential, so you build it up as, like, a fun, <laughs> like, really fun gas guzzler of a, like, fast mm-hmm. car that you just drive on the highway, cruising, whatever. 
then you realize that you're putting on a shit ton of miles and it's not as reliable as it used to be. So then you have to buy another car. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's 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 a it's a rabbit hole for sure. But if you're able to keep a lid on it, um, it, it's it's great, dude. I I love cars. I think it's amazing. It's good to know. Like everyone should know more about cars because like they're yeah. so relevant, relevant in our lives, in our yeah. society. Um, like dude, the amount of people I know who don't know how to change a tire is. That's that is kind of crazy to me because I think of myself as someone who knows nothing about cars, but I yeah. could change a tire yeah. and brakes and like rotors. People, yeah, dude, that like that alone is like leaps ahead of like everyday common people. Um, I mean, and, like my girlfriend <clears throat> was like was like, "Hey, will someone put air in my tires?" And I was like, "You don't got that." She was like, "Why would I learn?" You know? Yeah, why would dude. I? My mom's like that too, dude, and like. Not even just, like, the maintenance part. Like, dude, drifting. I love drifting. You do? It's, 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 I saw yeah. some on the video. It's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good feeling because it's like... So do you... Wait, is that car you brought, You came in today, your winter car? For the most part, yeah. Um, dude, like, drifting, great. So, like, the thing with drifting is, like, you're literally sliding the car, mm-hmm. right? Your front wheels are, like, the only way you can control the direction of the car. And it, the only way you can drift is in a rear-wheel drive car, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so your rear wheels are just slipping. Like, you don't have really control over them. The only control is you have, like, the gas, let them pick up traction, stuff like that. So it's that's analytical. But it's cool because it gets you in this mindset of, like, all right, I'm drifting. I'm, like, the car is sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in control of the front. There's no point in me focusing on the rears right now because I'm letting them slip. Like, it's, it's a little bit of, like, for control freaks, it's a very, like, different, and I'm, like, I'm a bit of a control freak, or used to be at least. It's a very good experience because then you're able to, like, learn how to sacrifice control. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Did it take you a while to get the hang of it? To get, like... Yeah, yeah. So I used to start off in, like, snowy parking lots <laughs> with that thing, actually. Oh. Um, that, that, that car taught me a lot about cars in general. Hmm. Um, so um, it, it's really cool because, and I think it's very important um, to learn as a driver, because then say like, dude, I know so many people who are into cars and like know how to drift and stuff like that. If they're going on a highway at 70 miles per hour and all of a sudden their car is sideways, there's a very good chance that they can regain control relatively qu- quickly and be completely fine. Mm. Whereas an average driver, if they're going 70 miles per hour and they like their cars all of a sudden like slipping and shit, mm-hmm. they have no idea what to do. They do the wrong thing and in, in, you turn the in, most in people, That's the thing is most people turn the wrong way. Yeah, you turn the you're supposed to turn like, the opposite way. You naturally yeah. react. So like okay, say save. say like say like your car is slipping to the right. You want to turn to the right, mm-hmm. right? Because your your front wheels. So like this is the thing. So say, let me explain it to the camera. So here are your front wheels, right? Here are mm-hmm. your rear. If your rear starts slipping, if you turn this way, the car is only going to go sideways. Mm-hmm. But if your car is slipping this way, you turn them this way, these still have traction, so they pick up, and then they keep going and then back re- straight to where you need readjust. to go. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you're supposed to do it. It's just people who drift and, like, know about drifting and know how, like, the mechanics of it work, they understand that. So if they're in a situation where they accidentally, like, slip or whatever, they can catch it quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had situations where I've put the car completely sideways on accident because I tried to ch- kick a turn too fast, and I was able to catch it, like, no problem. And, like, people driving with me, they're like, holy shit, that was scary. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm cool as a cucumber. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm chilling. But, like, people who, who don't, like, drive as, like, a hobby, they just drive as a mode of transportation, if that happens to them, most of the time it's, like, it doesn't play out well. Play out well for them, yeah. You know, so I think it's important to learn that stuff 
Yeah. As a car guy, I think it's very important to know that stuff because then you know how to react when something bad does happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? that's something that like should be important to know to save yourself in that type yeah. of situation. If it, if you are in that bad situation, yeah. if you did know a little bit more about how to drive, you could you could save yourself. Yeah. And like um, very completely different thing, but also like a very similar idea is like MMA, mixed martial arts. Yeah, you don't have to be an MMA fighter. But if you know how to protect yourself from being choked or how like escape from being grabbed 100%. or know how to throw a proper punch, yeah. just know the just the Dude, basics, yeah. just the basics. Dude, you could save your life literally with correlates that the same way. Like just if, if just the knowledge of how to do it and like, you know, most people can't throw a punch like most like there's, there are people who will go their whole life without losing control of their car, like, mm -hmm. which is surprising to me because like, you know, but um. <clears throat> Like, dude, they gotta live somewhere we're not here. Where yeah, it exactly. Snow. Where it doesn't snow. Like, dude, I know people driving sports cars who have no business driving sports cars down south. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like, they're shit drivers. Like, they, they don't know how to react in shit situations and stuff like that. But I know people that would, like, they've never been in an accident. They've never had anything, like, occur or anything like that. And they just, and they don't know. But, like, if, and that's what you want. You want nothing to happen. You don't want any bad situation to play out. But, um, but if you just know how to deal with bad situations, you can avoid them altogether, even if they do spring mm -hmm. up, which I think is important. And, like, the only way to learn, like, how your – because every car is different. The only way to learn how your car is going to handle when it slips or something like that is by practice. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to be able to, like, toss it around and, like, catch it and, like, know how your car is going to react uh, yeah. at a certain angle Dude. or whatever. But, like – you can't go in a snowy parking lot and do that because that's yeah. illegal. I feel like that'd be like that should be so like some public education. It's like yeah. how, to, how to control a spin and out dude, or or like how to um, self defense jujitsu. Like I feel like yeah. that should be like gym class. Like you yeah. should do self defense yeah. jujitsu for a week. Like for, for example, like or, car manufacturers when they build cars, they do like a slip test. Mm -hmm. But like the thing is, is like that doesn't account for human error. Mm. So like so they do a slip test. They have a driver who goes onto this pass, this path, and like at, at a certain point, there's this water shooting in a certain direction, mm -hmm. and it pushes the car like to that side. Not like the car, but it pushes like the rear wheels, and they gotta like catch it. The thing is that driver knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Average people don't really know what they're doing. You should so have like, to do that slip test. Yeah. When you go oh to yeah one hundred percent oh yeah one hundred percent that could that could help out. So much. Save so many accidents. Dude, you know how many people I see in the winter, like, in a fucking ditch? And, like... So many. So many. I was in a ditch one winter when I was, like, 16. Um, so, um, we're in my neighborhood, and there's a bus turning in the outside lane. And I was like, oh, it's... I mean, I just was like, yeah, I drive on the inside lane. And he seemed a little close. And I was like, oh, let me scoot over a little bit. Next thing you know... Slips. It just... Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, just in this stupid thing yeah. stupid ditch had to freaking dig up the snow put some yeah. kitty litter down and drive on out yeah dude so like so i had an accident before i bought my 350z so i i was in <clears throat> i was in my altima and um i was driving and i'm it's a two-lane merging lane uh, onto the highway from a highway to another highway and um i'm going and all of a sudden, like, the city didn't shovel the, the snow, like, halfway around the turn. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into this turn, and all of a sudden, there's a foot of snow. So naturally, the car starts slipping. And I'm headed, so this is above, like, another highway. So this is a bridge right here, and then this is going on to merge to that highway, but the highway is, like, down here. So I was going, and I was going head on right into, like, the split between the barriers. So, yeah. like, legit, I was going, like, off the highway. But because, like, I, I've 
slipped before I've gone drifting, whatever. Like, I knew, like, okay, I'm either going to, like, just say fuck it and just go die, basically, mm-hmm. or just, like, do something. Because there's that moment where you're like, okay, shit's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're just, like, there watching. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> right? And that, my mentality was like, okay, I'm fucked. I was like, what can I do to not make a bet? So because I know, like, the mechanics of drifting and, like, how a car is going to handle and work in a certain situation, I turn it. I managed to turn the car sideways and move it forward a little bit. So it smacks sideways in the barrier as opposed to flying off the highway. Oh. Right? So it smacks sideways on the barrier going, like, 50-55. Bounces back out into traffic. I try to regain traction, but it was just too much snow. It wouldn't work. And then it goes back and gets stuck in the snow. Um, and then it happened to someone else just because the snow was just too high. It wasn't shoveled properly. And yeah. All that. Um, but because I did that, I was able to get more money from insurance than I spent on the car. Wow. Because I saved everything under the hood. If I would have hit it head on, everything under the hood would have been kind of yeah. fucked, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> like, there would be a lot of shit broken, a lot of things that are messed up. But because I smacked it sideways, all that was messed up was a control arm on the on the front wheel wow and like obviously body damage right but you could that could be fixed a lot cheaper than internals under the hood yeah so i was able to save myself everything that was in the car and like everything under the hood um that's impressive that's awesome uh, and i walked away thankfully from yeah dude Um, and you learned that from drifting yeah dude it's that's why i think it's important to learn that stuff like to learn how your car handles in in hazardous situations because then you can when those things do spring up, you're able to react properly. And the so one thing, one thing I I tell my friends and I learned this through like videos of cars and stuff like that is like, if you're racing or drifting or whatever it is, and you get done and you lift up your hand and it's just shaking, mm-hmm. that is so bad. Hmm. That is so bad because that means you were nervous. You were. Yeah. Well, it's not. You, if you start there, you gotta work on that. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. But like, you gotta ease yourself up. You can't just go do shit that's out of your. Mm-hmm. Uh, range of abilities you know what I mean yeah like if you if that happens that means you're going out of your your range of ability like you're doing something that you cannot do like physically regularly mm-hmm. like you were nervous you don't want to be nervous behind a wheel yeah no that's not good because then you make the wrong decisions exactly right and then you're jittery you know whatever so when like if you see like professional drifters or race car drivers like they're calm and collected like if you see an F1 guy like if someone's going like fucking 200 miles per hour and like on the highway they're freaking the fuck out most of the time they're like yo this is insane yeah. if you see F1 drivers who are just going like fucking 200 200 something miles per hour like whatever they're calm behind the wheel they're just doing whatever they got to do like you know that's how you're supposed to be as a driver yeah you're supposed to be calm cuz then you could think properly and you don't have that like adrenaline and anxiety and you're just making the right decisions the whole time mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to do something like really cool to show off to your friends and all of a sudden you're like you know Shaking jittery nervous, and like yeah. nervous and like whatever you don't want to step out you of gotta train yourself to get yeah past that point. you gotta work your way up and that comes with confidence in what you do and confidence in like your car because every car is different like, yeah do, and, and that comes situations. from practice yeah yeah like yeah. um stand up first time i went up dude i came off the stage shaking as fuck shaking yeah. Literally just full out shaking. My legs were shaking the whole time. I don't even actually. My first time on stage, I you blacked out for the whole thing. Blacked out for yeah. the whole thing. I had my stuff memorized. I told all my jokes. I got laughs, and I actually moved on to the next round of the contest. Yeah. But I 
didn't remember any of it. Yeah. Now when I go up there, I remember the whole yeah. set. Yeah. I'm not shaking up so there. So that's the thing. That's the thing. So and like I performed. That's great. That works because you're getting out of your comfort zone. You're doing something you're not comfortable with. But when it comes to driving, it's like a dangerous yeah, yeah. thing. Like like that's good. Like in that situation. But once the, once that but once you I did you that got practice over yeah. and got up there yeah. more and more yeah. and more and yeah. got into more intense longer sets 100%. or bigger crowds. Yeah. Or more serious nights besides an amateur night, just a reg, a real show that people are paying good see, money yeah. tickets to see when you like get before You've done the prereqs to I, yeah, be able I, to do exactly. that. Exactly. I did the yeah. I did the amateur night be nervous there. I wasn't yeah. doing something crazy and hopping up on an important 100%. stage and shaking. One hundred percent, yeah. Like I don't know what the exact like um like if you were if you're gonna be shaking, start something simple in your car, mm. not do something crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the that's exact what that's what you're supposed is. to do because that's like like with comedy, like you can go to amateur night, be nervous and completely bomb and like it's fine. Yeah, right? like worst case, like you know, just get up on there again next time. Mm -hmm. But with a car, with driving, if you do some shit that's out of your control, and you fuck up, that could be like your life, your friend's life, someone else, some mm -hmm. stranger's life. So that's why I think that's like something Driving's to be avoided. A lot more. Yeah, like you don't want to be nervous. Like if you're nervous, do it in a controlled environment, something that's blocked off. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you practice the shit that is that's a little bit. Night. That's yeah. when you bust through your comfort zone and stuff like that. But you don't do that when you're on the road or like, mm -hmm. you know what and I mean? Yeah, where lives are at risk. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, 100%. So that's that's the thing with, with driving is like, dude, like I have a friend who's like, who who loves cars and he loves racing and shit. He goes to race and stuff like that. And sometimes when he's done, he's like, dude, look at this. It's like, I'm shaking. This is insane. I was like, dude, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that that's not good yeah. at all because that's just shaking dangerous. from a bunch of anxiety or something. But Or like, yeah, that's not good. Unless you, like, just you won the race and you're shaking because you freaking won and you're mm. joyful. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way. <laughs> that's the yeah. only way it's cool. But if you're nervous because of the action itself. That's not like good. Like, in a car, that is not good because that means you were just going too far. Mm -hmm. Like, you you're, you know, like, it's good to push, push the boundaries a little bit. And that's fine. Like, say you go a little faster than you normally do. Like, say you hit, like, 130 miles per hour and you're still, like, comfortably fine. Like, you know, you got a little bit of blood pumping. You're a little excited and whatever. That's Stay fine. Stay there for a bit. Yeah. But if you're going to, like, if the fastest you've gone was, like, 100, 110, all of a sudden you're going, like, for, like, 150, 160. Like, dude. It's too much of a jump. That's too, yeah. You got to work your way up. Like, because mm -hmm. if you're, if you've never experienced anything close to that before, you don't know how to react. Like, dude, if you're going, like, 160 170 one pothole is going to change the circumstances a lot yeah yeah you know you got to be able to deal with that i don't think i've ever driven faster than like 110 but i've also only drove I've, like old civics yeah you know? like I've, I've been on the highway once and never with a v-tech though so yeah if i had a v-tech yeah. it'd be a different oh, story yeah. <laughs> dude so one time i was in the z and i was on the highway and i was going like 130 135 and i'm on this turn and like i know how the car handles so I know very well how I can take this turn safely and, like, whatever. And it was at night. There was no one on the road, like, nothing like that, nothing to put other people in danger. So I'm going. I'm going, like, 130, 135, and there's, like, this little bump. And I know it's there. Like, I'm not, like, oblivious. I know the road that I'm doing this on, yeah. you know. That's another important thing. Yeah, um, that's but I, very I, I hit this bump, and because I'm going 135, I've never hit that bump at that speed. It's, like, a slight bump. Mm -hmm. But when you're going that fast, it, like, kicks you up a little bit mm -hmm. so it kicks up and i'm going 135 and the back end slips out a little bit but because i know how the car is going to react at that speed i can just like you know the little slightest. recorrection and just catch it i'm completely fine 
But if someone else in a new car, over a new fast car, and like they or don't know what they're doing, yeah, exactly, that could be like detrimental. Mm-hmm. Which like get Paul Walker themselves. Yeah, Paul Walker actually wasn't driving. Yeah. Yeah, but one thing, fun fact. I just found. I out knew. I, th- I thought. I I thought I knew that he wasn't driving. He probably. I guarantee that dude was a good driver. Paul Walker is a great driver. Yeah, I mean, he was super into it. Dude, he was a car guy before. I mean, the, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I. Like a lot of those Fast and Furious cars were his cars. Really? Yeah, like he put a lot of insight onto the into the, like. That, the, so that's why the movies now have nothing to do with cars since he's been gone. Basically, they yeah. have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, cars. No, it it's makes all like me spy shit. So yeah, it's it's yeah. action, and they drop. Yeah, they uh, drop. Look, it used to be about street racing. Yeah. No, it's not. I, I, I wish they would take it back to that, dude. I, they, I really wish because yeah. that was like the cool like. That was, like, the cool era of, like, street racing when you got, like, crazy, like, obnoxious, like, mm-hmm. outgoing mods and, like, cool paint jobs and stuff like that. Now, when you go to a car show, you see a car that's all one color, like, nothing, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's not as... It was more exciting. Oh, that was the, the maximum. That was a... That was 30 more minutes, so we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pop right back in. We'll just pop right yeah. back in. I, mean, I might start doing this, like, on the show, is just popping right back in, because now um, with this MG... This, this MG10XU, I can split the sound. It records audio on my computer, it's, and the microphones go directly into the camera. There's no sound syncing and editing. Oh, yeah. It saves me hours. Yeah. So oh. now that I have this, I might just start doing that because then I don't have to, like, pause, pause, and then line up this the yeah. segment, 30 minute segments together. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. But, um,. Yeah, we've been rolling for an hour forty-five yeah. here. Let's um, let's start to wrap this up. Is there anything else you wanted to get in before we get out of here? Um, anything? dude, this one was a lot less like businessy and motivational than the other ones, but I, I like it. It's a little more. Yeah, the the Duke it out did get a little more just like yeah. kind of like getting casual, the, yeah, getting to know you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. Um, so like, yeah, I feel like we did get to know a lot about. Not yeah. a, not just we did take a little segment and get to know like how you you're, you got to where you're at with this yeah. with your entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit and yeah. all the stuff that you you're doing a lot of things you're always you're always going and yeah, going. I have to that's yeah. that's one thing like I so like one thing one quote that really stuck with me a long time ago I don't remember where I heard this or something but boredom leads to bad habits or something like that yeah um so like for me it's like. I've seen myself like slip towards like bad habits. So I was like, I gotta stay busy, I gotta stay moving to avoid that completely. And then on top of that, I have shit that I need to do, that I wanna do with my life. So like, I have to keep yeah. going. Like, there's no point. For me, for me, I have no problem sacrificing going out with friends for like if there's something important going on with yeah. work or something I have to do. Yeah, and yeah, like if I get bored, I'll start playing Pokemon. Next thing you know, I spent five hours yeah. trying to get the perfect yeah, stat. Yeah, just cut out Pokemon. TikTok. You did? Like, I still have the account and stuff, but, like, I don't really care to check anymore because I've been off of it oh, for so man, long. Oh, man, I was about to... So you haven't been on... I was at... One of the things I wanted to ask you earlier is, um... Or do you side with the rogues or the council? Okay, see? Like, you I know about check, that? I check every once in a while. So that's so big. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened on TikTok. I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, my gosh. So... I haven't been on TikTok in, like, a week. I guess I'll break this down. It's been happening this week. It's It's hard to break down. But there's this guy named the Vantalord. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his TikToks. No, I don't think so. But he invites people to the cookout. He sits there with an iron and he he reacts to a video and he says and he says that was good. You're invited to the cookout or like that was bad. And he's like the bro lord. He's like okay. the, it, and it's like almost it's like very lorey. Like it's very um 
he talks like this. And okay. It, so he's, like, okay. very, like, super, like, official, and he acts like he's the king of the bro. Like, okay. So it's super fun. I like. See, I like that. I like that creative, like... He's super creative with creative it. Stuff. He reacts to guys' <laughs> videos, and he says, you're invited to the, to the cookout. Yeah. You're, you, the council likes what you yeah. did, or the council doesn't like what you did. You can't expose the secrets of man to woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, like, these funny little things. And then um, there's this comedian named Che... Who like yes he he'd been a part like he talks with them he he interacts with them and then he just goes, and one day he decided, the council he, he made up this thing and he exposed the secret that guys scratch their wieners in their pocket without you knowing, right he says the wiener scratch the old pocket yeah. wiener scratch he exposed it and then the Vantalord said we're gonna he said this this is your last warning you you cannot give out any more secrets and he said you know what the council is he goes the council is freaking um corrupt you yeah. guys are keeping secrets from the the bros and you guys have been ruling since the dawn of time we can't <laughs> have the council doing this anymore and then he exposed that guys tuck their tuck their dick between their legs and, t and look in the mirror and see what they look like if they didn't have a dick and then they started the war and like so like it, he said, all right, we need bounty hunters to come after him, and so there's like thousands of people of like guys picking being sides. Yeah, yeah. So people are everyone's picking sides on TikTok, and it's like guys like putting a pot on their head and grabbing a broom and being like, we're ready to go to war for the council, and then there's guys like, no, we're going rogue, we're part of the rogues, yeah. and um, Richard Jefferson on ESPN. For the past two days, when he's on ESPN, he makes sure to mention, he goes, the council will not fall to you rogues. Like, <laughs> oh, I think I saw something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. yes. So, like, he's saying, like, it's on national TV. Yeah. And um, right now, the point we're at is when Ryan Reynolds chooses his side, the um, the uh, that side wins. Like, it, I think it's going to, I think he said, like, there's, like, he said, this is the first challenge of the war and like whoever gets Ryan Reynolds on their side wins the first challenge and I don't know how many they're gonna do but it is the most sick, fun I love that community like it's yeah. super like it's it's weird to think about yeah. when you're not involved in the TikTok bro community dude TikTok is a as a grossly underrated marketing tool yeah grossly like it, it's it's phenomenal the amount of the, the following you could create mm. just from TikTok I know people were now doing brand deals after a year ago not doing shit just cause of TikTok yeah Dude, but it's so fun. It's so fun. No, I think I have decided to side with the rogues. Really? Yeah, dude. I oh, the council is corrupt. We can't have this. They're, I should decide what secrets the, I share. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have to answer to the council. Dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, I love that. Anarchy rules. Dude, see, I like shit like that that like brings people together over just silly shit. Um, it's actually... It's like, yeah, it's it the, just it brings people together. It's the best community thing I've ever seen on the internet. All these guys are having a good time yeah. in their imaginary little bro world, and it's amazing. It's like it's such a like it's, and one one person the other day said, "Ladies, you should pay attention to this <laughs> yeah. this this the bro wars." You know? Yeah, I mean, it's so and. If you don't, if you realize it, like guys are very simple to entertain. Like, Dude, one hundred percent, bro. We like goofy. You screech in front of a camera, you'll get like a hundred likes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We like like goofy stuff. Yeah. Like, if, like he, he said, uh, he said, put down your cards and say something stupid. <laughs> like, we'll love it. Dude, it's like, it's guys are so simple, bro. Like, like the, the amount of friends I make. Like, it's easier to make guy friends than girlfriends, for me personally. Because 
like I go talk to to uh, if I'm at a party, I'm talking to like a group of guys. Like I can get them to like fuck with me within like a matter of like two minutes. It's so like, easy to make friends mean? with guys. Yeah, just stupid jokes, fucking talk some shit, whatever, you know. And then you're fucking bros, right? Mm-hmm. But like with females, it's not the same. Not the same. And that's not like a. Di- I, it's I, not. I, it's I say not females all the time because like growing up, I grew up in an environment where everyone said bitches. Yeah. And I didn't really like that too. <laughs> yeah, like no simp it sounds shit. So it sounds so nice. Yeah, like it sounds so. And sweet. like, dude, sometimes I, said I that. want to say it, but it does feel weird saying. No, dude, like I say it all the time, and I had this one girl say like, "Oh, you said females, you must be like misogynistic." I'm like, dude, no, it's like a respect thing for no, me. I'm like, super it's not misogynistic. Like, you know I'm just mean? not misogynistic. I'm really <laughs> yeah. <into women. laughs> no, like, dude, so like that's what I would do, but that's just like my my. Like oh my gosh, it, yeah. misogynistic jokes in the comedy Dude, club so are funny. so funny because like they're so funny, and I, I feel bad. Like, girl I don't feel bad saying that. I just feel bad that like jokes women jokes. get offended by it. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's just a well, joke. Well, it depends on the woman. Like j- some people under- have 100%. a sense of humor and they know a joke's a joke. Like, I can tell a misogynistic joke to my mom and sister and my girlfriend. They'll all laugh. Dude, they yeah, know it's a like, joke. The other day, or girl comedians, the, they 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 laugh just yeah. Then. The other day, I was with my sister at Target, right, and and um. Uh-oh. Oh, that's low. the battery. Um, uh, well, we'll just go audio to okay, for the cool. end here. Wrap up uh, on audio only. Dude, yeah, so I was I was at Target with my... I went to Target with my sister, and we're walking out the car, and, like, she's walking in the middle of, like, the parking lot, and I just pull her aside because there's a car coming. And the car drives by, and I look in, and uh, I go, like, I look at her, I look at my sister, and I'm like, dude... It was an Asian and it was a woman. You just dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> you just dodged a bullet. <laughs> and she started fucking laughing. Yeah, dude. Stereotypes like, are hilarious. And like, and, like, my sister's, like, low-key, like, a misogynist, not misogynistic, uh, low-key uh, feminist. Um, like, she's not, like, the vocal ones. Um, yeah. But, but being a feminist is a good thing. Dude, you like, should believe I'm, that I'm, like that's a, the thing. Like, the definition of feminism is believing that women should it, have the equality. same rights as yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. And I'm it, all it, for yeah. that. <laughs> I Like, if, if you're looking at traditional feminism, fuck yeah, I'm a feminist. I don't, like, dude, I, you know? But if you're looking at, like, the new, like, perverted... Yeah, the shit they call comment feminism. Section, comment section feminism. That's, yeah. That's like, I, I, I hate, that. like, I hate that shit because it's, like, it almost, like, spits in the face of, like, true feminism. feminism. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, and, like... They disrespect what feminism yeah, is supposed to be. You know by, what I mean? I, by, like, trying to change it and, like, you know, all this stuff. And I don't know. Like, dude, like, I had someone I had someone on TikTok argue with me about, like, the gender wage gap mm. and stuff like that. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I did all the research and, like, all that, because I don't pay much attention to that shit. But, like, dude, if, if women were making more or less money than men for the same jobs you would it would be a bit way bigger deal than what it is oh 100 on top of that as someone who's in business why the fuck would we hire men at all (laughs) if if women are if women are getting paid less to do the same exact job just as good it wouldn't make sense you'd see companies that only hire women yeah and it just doesn't there's no sense behind the argument um, i'm sorry (laughs) if you yeah if well if you go on netflix and watch the explained documentary about the gender pay gap hillary clinton a very strong feminist uh, like who's very into feminism Mm -hmm. explains that it's not what you think it is the gender pay the gender pay gap is not calculated off of these two people work right next to each other have the same job and he makes one dollar and she makes 75 cents that's not what it is that's the overall of all the men in america versus all the women in america and if you that doesn't it doesn't factor in the fact that there's more men that work it doesn't factor in the fact that women 
take leave because take, they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't factor in those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, dude, you're pregnant. You want to work while you... No, fuck no. I wouldn't want you to work while you're pregnant. Not because there's anything, like, wrong with your, you know, ability to work. Take it's your just time. like, dude, take your time off. Like, you... Have something going on, like dude, some places do. Dad leave for like dads get dads get a month. Yeah, moms get moms get three months, and I think that's that's dope too. Yeah, who who it would be super nice to have both parents home good. for the first. That's good. Month. Outside of financials, that's really good to like start a family. Like, dude, if you have a month off when your baby's first born, like that's amazing. You're able to like be there and yeah, you, and you can both get sleep. Exactly. Like, you can take turns sleeping exactly. and actually get get that um, get that baby into a cycle, and then you go back and do exactly. I, I feel like that should be what they. I feel like that should be the norm here. Like a guy gets a month, a, a woman gets three months. Dude, I think or six I think months it's or whatever. Like, I don't know how long a woman. I think it's get. just like common sense. Like I like I feel like we overcomplicate all these issues, quote unquote issues. They don't want you to focus on them. They, and it's like it's not that big of a deal. Like okay, women get paid less overall, but that's because. Women are pre- getting pregnant, right? Because yeah. they're the only ones that can do it. Uh, women are getting pregnant. They have to take time off. That's fucking normal, right? Men, okay, if they need a month or whatever, however long off to take care of their family and their baby, like, you know, that's that should be the norm, like yeah. you said. I wish um, that would that'd be a really good norm. Yeah, I just, like, I just think that there would be other social issues, like saying, oh, women get paid less or, like, whatever, that come from those. But, like, dude, if you just break it down, like, it makes sense. Yeah, it'd be a big – it'd be – I think it'd be way more of a big deal if, like, you got you you work at Starbucks, it's $12 an hour, and the guys get $12 an hour, the girls get yeah, girls get 11 Yeah, like, yeah, that'd be yeah. A no, big 100%. deal. Like, 100%. you'd hear about it every yeah. single day. Like, I'm not for that. Like, I, I, I truly believe it. if you, like, if you put in the work and you do what you got to do, you should be compensated fairly. Mm-hmm. And if someone else puts in the work, they shouldn't be – same amount of work, same whatever. They shouldn't be compensated more. Unless you're in a structured business where it's like a commission-based thing and, like, they sell more, they get more money, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's normal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But, like, to just say based on your gender you're getting a dollar less that's, that'd to be, do the that'd same That'd be messed job. up yeah. if that was That happening. would be fun. But it, it's not that I know yeah. of. I've never heard of that actually yeah. happening. Yeah, no, I, that, that's actually illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's illegal to, to do that. Yeah. But um, I guess we're... Yeah, yeah, we're pretty much wrapped up. <laughs> pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, yeah I guess we're going to end um, with that on on the mind. Yeah. Um, good conversation, dude. A little, we went in a lot of directions, yeah, uh, that, which I think was nice. It was, it was cool. Just, I want to – I've been – I've decided I think I'm going to brand this podcast as Akron's Most Random Podcast. Hell yeah, dude. Because who knows what we're going to talk about. Dude, yeah, it's great. Because then you just get conversations out there. You, just, you know. Yeah, because with the amount of time that we do this podcast for, you, you're have, able to. Just we have plenty of time to talk about what you do, it, yeah. but we also have plenty of time to talk about what you're interested in, who you are outside of your main thing. Like we get we get into some stuff, so which nice. is important, dude. Like talking to someone and figuring out what they're interested in is a lot more beneficial than figuring out like what they do and like you know their mindset and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, unless that's something you need, like to learn how to work on your mindset and stuff like that, but. Learning more about people through conversation is very important. Yeah. Because that's, that's what leads to better networking skills, better communication skills, stuff like that, which, in my opinion, are, like, yeah. the most important skills you can have. Dude, just get out there and talk to people. Dude, I mean, if anyone is listening, get out there and talk to some people. Because, like, I have noticed um, since... Leaving high school, I thought I was I thought I was smart leaving high school, and then I realized I know nothing over the past few years. But every time I talk to someone, be it a comedian, be it be it an entrepreneur, be it um, an artist, 
you learn more. You learn more about life because they're into something. You learn what about the thing they're into, and then your knowledge, your knowledge can grow without ever yeah. feel like you're learning. Yeah, you're well, just that's talking. The, that's the thing. So like humans naturally want to learn more. It's just if you shove them in a classroom and spoon feed them information, they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they're not gonna care. Just get out. Like and talk. for example, dude. Like I, I, I liked math, but like the way my teachers would teach me. Not all of them. So I had some great some teachers. Good ones, some I had good, some, some really bad. great teachers, but I, I unfortunately I had more teachers that I didn't learn from than teachers I did. You, you know, so for me it just became one of those things. Like I don't want to fucking do it. Like I don't care for. I don't care about math. Like I don't give a shit. But now outside of that, it's like, dude, you're taking something I like, which is real estate, and also showing me like the math side of it. Like fuck yeah, I'll learn every ins and outs of it. You yeah. know, so for me, it's like, dude, hell yeah. Like now I'm driven to learn about it on my own as opposed to like someone trying to teach me math. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just like that. It's like, for example, like I hate reading or I used to hate reading. Um, like in school, if we were like required to read something, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't do it. I'd look up fucking spark notes and like do the assignments off that. But now I have like, like I said, 50 books on my desk that I'm like trying to go through. And they're not like just stories. They're like yeah. informational shit. Like real estate finance, real estate law, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Some some other uh, biographies and things like that. Um. And I genuinely want to read them, as opposed to like being forced to read something, and I don't want. I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't care to read. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I. It's just. It's just one of those things where it's like you gotta do what you want to do on your own, as opposed to have someone telling you to do it. Because if you someone tells you to do it, you're not gonna want to do it. Exactly. Yep. You know. Like, and if for, someone's telling you to do something. And you don't want to do it, but in the back of your head, you're like, man, that probably is the right thing to do. Yeah. Get away from that person yeah. and do it on your own do means. It your own. Yeah. Like, dude, for example, like if you're working in a retail clothing shop mm-hmm. and like your boss is telling you to like fold shit and stuff like that, you're like, you're rolling your eyes like, oh, I don't want to fucking do it. But for example, if you're doing your printing shop and you got to fold a bunch of stuff, like, hell yeah, you're on fire. Like, just run it. Like, do what I got to do. I love having to fold stuff yeah. because that means I get to listen to a podcast. And, you know like, what I mean? Get, exactly. Like, like just zone so, like, in. That's the thing. Like, if someone's telling you to do it, you don't want to do it. If you're doing it on your own, it's like you have more passion, more mm-hmm. drive. You actually, it's your decision as opposed to a decision that's forced upon you. Yeah. You know? All right, dude. Thank you for but coming yeah. on. Give, give, dude, let's plug you real quick. Um, all right, solid. I'm ji3.llc on Instagram. Um, on YouTube, I will be ji3 space media. Um, and that's pretty much all I'll be using. Um, TikTok is the same as Instagram. I don't know if you'll put them out in the description or anything. Yeah. But TikTok is the same as Instagram. Um, yeah. And you connect through there if anyone wants to connect on any projects or anything yeah. like that. Awesome. Dude, thank you for coming on. Great, yeah, dude. Great conversation. Dude, it always show. is. Third time's a charm. Yeah, third time's a charm. <laughs> we finally got it in. We got it good. And, um, can't wait to have you back, man. Yeah, dude. Like, can't wait to be back. Awesome. Uh, like, subscribe, follow all that, all, all that, all that good stuff. You know. You know? What I'm